Tech Night Owl Live, the show for PC users who can handle the truth. And now, here's your host, Gene Steinberg. Welcome to the Tech Night Owl Live. Let me tell you, our guests this week include Jeff Gamet from the Mac Observer. And then we'll hear from Jim Dalrymple of the Loop at LoopInsight.com. All this and lots more, even net neutrality, if you want to know what that means, on the Tech Night Out Live. <laughs> Jeff, welcome back to the show. I understand before we started, you were busy with a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Now, I don't want to offend our listeners, who were probably offended by me more than once anyway. <laughs> Do people really still eat peanut butter and jelly sandwiches? I put it to you, my friend. Well, if I qualify as a sample of one, then yes, people do eat peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. But isn't that the way a lot of these marketing research firms work with Apple? They take a sampling of one and they make a whole story out of it. Sure. Yes, they do. Sometimes. At least in this case, it's a good story because it was a really good sandwich. Okay. What kind of bread? Mine. I, I make my own bread. I don't buy store bread. You make your own bread. What kind of bread is it? It's a, it's a whole wheat bread. This stems from being lactose intolerant and not being able to find quality bread that tastes good at a reasonable price that's dairy-free. So I started making my own several years ago. So if you need milk, you get something like lactate or something. Actually, I can't do any milk at all. So, so if I need milk for a recipe, I have to find a substitute, which, which can be like goat's milk or soy milk, depending on what, the, what it is that I'm making. Okay, this is the cooking show, ladies and gentlemen. I think they actually have a cooking show over on our network. We'll check it out. Jeff, let's look at some other topics that may be slightly more important, except for those who like a really good peanut butter and jelly sandwich with homemade bread. Net neutrality. Now, this comes up every so often. And I think before we go on to explain what happened, define in whatever way you want, Jeff, what does net neutrality mean? How does it impact? you and me and the rest of the people out there. Okay, so the idea of net neutrality is that all bits going through the internet are treated equally. So if you are getting an email or you are streaming a movie from Netflix, the bits that make up that data get to pass through whatever networks they need to go to to get to you equally. And so the the problem that's leading to us having this discussion is that Verizon would really like to have companies pay more for premium data transfer. Meaning, like if a company like Netflix, if they want to make sure that their movies get to you without stuttering, then they should have to pay more for their data to go through the the lines than someone that's sending an email or just uh, some little web page loading. Now, just to be fair, if you look at the percentage of internet traffic, Netflix has a huge amount. And it's going to get bigger because they're supporting Ultra HD. That's the new TV format where you get four times as many pixels. And they're already agreeing to have 4K or Ultra HD movies on Netflix and other services. Yeah, okay. And that's a really good point because we have a few companies that we'll be taking up the majority of the bandwidth. And how do we deal with that? That's a really tough question. 
and I'm not sure anyone has figured out what the best answer is yet. Well, I'm assuming if someone had the best answer, we would have implemented it by now. So no one has found the best answer yet. And I think part of it is also that usually the big ISPs in any particular city, they also have some kind of TV service. Right. So and they therefore, prefer you pay for that. Right. So if you use their TV service, you don't worry about bandwidth. But if you use somebody else's TV service, streaming, suddenly they're concerned because they're not getting it on both ends, if you get my point. Right. And, and they're businesses, and they want to make money. What they're seeing right now is that they are paying for the infrastructure so someone else can make money. And they want to find a way to rectify that. All right. So net neutrality, the FCC says, do it. But an appeals court says they can't do it. Well, they didn't exactly say you can't do it. They said your argument that you presented to us for why you can do it is flawed. Now, the, the net result for today is that they can't, but they can, they can work to find a way to, to fix that. And the problem is that they basically put a double standard on the internet service providers where they said that they could be regulated in the way that that other communication services are regulated, but that they're not the same as the other communication services. And the government or the court said, yeah, no, it doesn't work both ways. You can regulate them, but the way you're trying to do it, where you're putting a double standard on, on these types of services, isn't going to fly. So figure out something else. So it's not so much the concept of net neutrality that's being rejected. It's the scheme the FCC used to make it work, and they have to figure out a different method. Can you explain it in a way that anybody can understand it? I will do my best. So what, so what they have right now is, uh, is a system, or what they had up until the court said no. They had a system where they said, we can regulate you in one way. But that's not the type of business you are. But we're going to regulate you as if you are. And what the court said is, no, you can't tell someone they're not something and then try and regulate them as if they are the thing you just said they're not. So what they're doing now is figuring out the proper way, hopefully, to address the issue so we will have our net neutrality and work within the parameters that the government has set up for them. My guess is that at some point, because these parameters were created at a time when the internet really didn't exist like this, there, there will be some changes. And I'm hoping that they come in time so we don't end up with, with these like walled garden services. What I'm picturing right now as, as like a worst case scenario is something akin to the old days when, when people were using dial-up modems and they had AOL or CompuServe accounts. You had whatever it was that, but we'll use AOL as the example. You had whatever it was that AOL gave you. And the bandwidth that, that you had favored AOL's own services and offerings. If you wanted something from outside of AOL, in the, in the case of the World Wide Web, you would uh, uh, make that request. So like if you wanted to see a web page, you'd type in the URL for the web page. And then AOL determined whether or not you even got to see it. And if you did see it, it was probably slower than AOL's own content and maybe modified in some way to favor AOL. 
And I could see carriers like Verizon doing the same thing now, although it wouldn't appear like it did in the AOL days. But if it's their own content, it comes through lickety split. And if it's someone else's content, then it gets throttled and it comes through a lot slower unless that uh, content provider is paying uh, whatever fee that Verizon sees fit, and then the content can come through at a faster speed. Well, this could be a big mess for everybody, I think, if we get into this situation, because we understand AOL. AOL had the walled garden. And I understand AOL because I was actually physically employed by AOL as a paid forum leader. Okay, so... Good times. Those were fascinating times. And this was so long ago. And so it was nice. It was a nice side income. This was at a time when I was writing a lot of computer books. But AOL always put this kind of blinders on when you try to access the rest of the internet. It's like they lived unto themselves. And maybe you wonder here, if net neutrality doesn't go forward in some fashion, does that mean we return to that kind of condition, especially with Netflix? We've got more with Jeff Gamet from the Mac Observer at MacObserver.com. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. You know, folks, I have a close relative who has been trying to set up a website. He gets his domain, looks great, but what about the site? What does he do next? Where does he start? Well, Squarespace, it's the all-in-one platform, makes it fast and easy to create your own professional website or online portfolio. Squarespace offers 24-7 support, and it's cheap. It only costs as little as $8 a month, you know, Really inexpensive to set up your professional website, and you can start a trial with no credit card required. Build your website today in minutes. When you decide to sign up for Squarespace, make sure you use the offer code TECHNIGHTOWL. That's TECHNIGHTOWL to get 10% off your first purchase and show your support to the Tech Night Owl Live. We thank Squarespace for supporting our show. Check them out at squarespace.com squarespace.com do you know how much the dollar has lost in its value against other currencies in the last 90 days ever think about how inflation will change your life your savings your retirement plans remember inflation in zimbabwe argentina the weimar republic put another way who cares if your investments go up 10 percent but you lose 40 percent of your purchasing power gold is the only monetary asset as no one else's liability gold still buys the same amount of stuff it always did gold does not require trust in a third party. You can possess it in your hand. You can take it with you. Gold is real money. Gold is honest money. My name is Daniel Larson from Midas Resources. To find out how you can protect your savings and roll over your IRA funds into precious metals accounts, please call me at 800-686-2237, extension 134. That's 800-686-2237, extension 134. 800-686-2237, extension 134. To thank you for being a loyal listener, we have a limited time freebie offer for you. Claim your free heirloom tomato seeds, just pay shipping, right now at 123freeseeds.com. These aren't ordinary seeds. These are heirloom, non-genetically modified super seeds. 
that are open pollinated and can be grown, harvested, and replanted endlessly. These survival seeds are actually more valuable than gold in a crisis. Go to 123freeseeds.com and you can get an airtight storage packet of 150 super seeds free while supplies last to say thank you for being a loyal listener. First come, first served. Just cover shipping. Go to 123freeseeds.com now to see if your free heirloom seeds are still available. That's 123freeseeds.com. We live in a complicated society. Stressful issues are always popping up. Have you ever been treated unfairly by someone? Have you ever been overcharged for a repair? Have you ever signed a contract or a document worried about identity theft? How many times have you been in those unique situations where you just wanted to call an attorney to find out if you're right or wrong or what your legal rights are? But every time you think about calling an attorney, what do you think about first? That's right. Who do you call and how much will it cost? Our friends at Legal Shield have found a solution. With a nationwide network of 6,900 attorneys who average 19 years of experience, Legal Shield's law firms take over 40,000 calls per week helping their members. For less than $20 per month, you can have access to Legal Shield on everything from the trivial to the traumatic. Let Legal Shield stand up for your rights at lsprotection.com. That's lsprotection.com. Or call 855-340-SAVE. 855-340-7283. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Tech Night Owl Live, please send it to news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. If you'd like to discuss today's show with fellow night owls, visit our community forums at forum.technightowl.com. That's forum.technightowl.com. Jeff Gamut from the Mac Observer is talking to us about net neutrality and what's going to happen, for example, if Comcast or Charter or Time Warner, which may be bought by somebody soon, that's another subject, can control the pipes. Yeah, you know, we have another problem in all of this. If, if we have the big carriers doing the whole control thing, and it's that we're going to see that everyone has an unfair advantage over Comcast. Knowing how, how uh, a lot of people feel about Comcast, the idea of coming to their defense might sound kind of weird. But Comcast is under a, uh, uh, an agreement right now with the federal government where they are required to provide net neutrality. And that was part of the, the CNBC deal. So what that said was that, sure, you, you have all the CNBC content that you're now providing. It cannot get a favored status in going through the network over any other content. And that runs through 2018. So that means that, that there are all these other companies like Verizon or Time Warner that could decide that they want to, to throttle certain content and Comcast can't do that. So uh, actually, so that could be in Comcast benefit because then they can say, look, we're not, we're not doing this. Come use our service. Or it could become something where, where they're losing income because everyone else is able to charge these rates for, for data throughput and they're forbidden from doing that. So what's going to happen here? Well, I think what's going to happen is for, for the near term, absolutely nothing. And that's because 
there are so many unknowns in this whole game right now. First, the FCC can appeal the the ruling. And if if that happens and they win their appeal, if if these carriers like Verizon have started charging uh, different rates for different types of content, then what do they do? Well, they, they'll have to stop. So that's not the sort of thing that, that you want to invest a lot of time in, in setting up if you're going to have to turn around and shut it back off again. So we have that. Then we also have the possibility that the FCC will come up with a new plan and try and push that through. So I think that we will see the big carriers sitting back and waiting for now to see what happens. And when they have a better idea of how this is all going to play out, then we'll start to see some changes. Now, those changes might be that the carriers spin it in their favor and say, everyone deserves the same access to all content. And and we're all going to make sure that that's exactly what our customers get. And then, and then they look sort of like the good guys. Or they will realize, yeah, we can actually get away with, uh, with charging these different rates. And then we'll have companies like Netflix that are suddenly having to pay fees or they have to start doing revenue sharing. And ultimately, that extra money has to come from somewhere and it will trickle down and it will be us. And somewhere along the way, we will be paying more either directly or indirectly so that content can be throttled or not. So in the end, the customer gets screwed if this particular thing happens and suddenly Netflix, for example, can't charge you $8 a month because they've got to pay Comcast, they've got to pay Time Warner. So suddenly it becomes 9 or $10 a month. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's not a very appealing future for, for us as consumers. But it also means discriminatory because it wouldn't stop Comcast from saying, okay, you really don't want to pay that extra money to Netflix? We'll give you a streaming service for less. They oh, right. use for a competitive advantage. They'll sell their own services. Or, hey, subscribe to our cable TV service, and we'll give you streaming or something as a special deal. Sure, all of those things are possible. And, and it's also possible we could see internet, uh, the quality of our internet bundled in as part of a package deal, much like like um, we see with with cable and satellite television packages right now, where you don't get to pick the channels you want. You have to buy the bundle they sell you, and you end up paying for a lot of things that you really have no interest in. And I could see the carriers figuring out a way to do something similar with internet service. Well, you know, even now, if you go, say to an ISP, and they have a cable TV service or work a deal with one. They'll give you a better price if you bundle. So, for example, right now I get my internet through CenturyLink, which is ADSL, asymmetric DSL, meaning the speeds upload and download are different. And it works over here because I'm getting the same level of service that the cable company, Cox, gives me for slightly less money. But what I did with them is I couldn't get a bundle because I have DirecTV separately and a CenturyLink's phone service is just dreadfully overpriced. So I said, look, I can go to Cox and get a deal from them. Would you give me a better break on my internet? And they did. <laughs> they cut the price about 50% or something like that. 
That's fantastic. If I stay with them another year and I don't care, sure, I'm happy to stay with them another year if they give me decent service. But the key here is that what this means is that these companies could possibly force you to buy multiple services that you don't want strictly because of the fact that they get control of the pipes. There's another issue here. We're talking about bundling. So, for example, I'll give you one right now, an example of bundling. We can talk about this. There's a channel which is owned by Comcast NBC called Clue, C-L-O-O. used to be called Sleuth. And it basically emphasizes procedurals and shows like that. So Law and Order, Special Victims Unit. Oh, right. Okay. All right. My wife loves that station. But to get that station with DirecTV, we had to order a higher level of service because of the way they've got set up. But even on the other end, it's pretty crazy because if you go to Comcast NBC or to Time Warner or any of these companies who are content providers who run the networks, they'll come to a cable or satellite company and say, okay, you want Sci-Fi Channel, USA Network, and all that stuff? You got to take these nine or ten other stations that nobody cares about and pay us a carriage fee, which means for the rights to carry that station. But they don't sell it to them as one channel. They sell it to them as a dozen channels. So if they're buying a dozen channels or the rights to transmit a dozen channels, you can expect they're going to want to go to you and say, we have to pay for a dozen channels. Therefore, you want our services. You have to take these dozen channels. That's the bad thing. But the good thing is that sometimes, and this is what happened with Clue, Sometimes you'll be just scanning the dials. You'll find shows you like to watch. You'll get hooked on a station, and it may be a station you never considered before, but if it wasn't there, it never would have gotten that traffic because it is there as part of the 300-channel bundle that you find this gem. It works for your benefit because you get a station you would otherwise have not considered. That works for the network. That's an argument to talk about. Jeff Gamut joins us. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. The bad boy of broadcasting, Man Cow, has found a new home. The Genesis Communications Network, GCN. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Time and time again. Do you need to 
come here and help us. We need assistance. Please. Those we should be able to depend on let us down. Federal and state and local officials saying help is on the way. Will the folks here in Bell Harbor say show me? Don't depend on the government to save you. Take action now so that you're prepared for the next disaster with MyPatriotSupply.com. Get the best prices on storable food, non-GMO seeds, water filtration devices, home canning equipment, survival and self-reliance books, and more at MyPatriotSupply.com. Call 866-229-0927. We are hurting down here and we need help immediately. Before it's time to survive, it's time to prepare. MyPatriotSupply.com. MyPatriotSupply.com. If you owe the IRS back taxes, listen carefully. Sweeping changes to IRS policies will help more people than ever eliminate their tax debts once and for all. And now, thanks to Dan Pillow, you can get the tax help you need to end your tax nightmare. Hi, I'm Dan Pillow. I've helped thousands of people reduce or eliminate tax debts they couldn't pay. And after more than 30 years of experience dealing with the IRS, I can tell you there's no such thing as a hopeless tax case. With the IRS's new policies, it's easier than ever to put your tax debt behind you once and for all. Call now at 800-346-6829 to learn how I can help you. You know your IRS debt will not go away by itself, but you don't have to live in fear anymore. Call 800-346-6829. Learn how I can help you eliminate wage and bank levies, release tax liens, and negotiate a settlement with the IRS that will put your tax nightmare behind you forever. Call 800-34-NO-TAX. Or go to my website, TaxHelpOnline.com. That's TaxHelpOnline.com. Question. Could too many GMO foods and toxins be overloading your digestive and immune systems? Answer, yes. If you're searching for a powerful detox that's gentle enough to use every day, use Pro-EM1 from Terraganics. Pro-EM1 is a powerful liquid probiotic that uses good bacteria to suppress pathogens and gently eliminate toxins from your body. A healthy digestive system will cleanse and remove toxins, support weight loss, improve absorption of food nutrients, and aid in controlling yeast and other infections. Pro-EM1 is made with only non-GMO and certified organic ingredients, has no preservatives, and is dairy, soy, wheat, and gluten-free. Pro-EM1 is the key to your digestive health. Order Pro-EM1 Daily Probiotic Cleanse at Terraganics.com, spelled T-E-R-A-G-A-N-I-X.com, or call toll-free 866-369-3678. That's 866-369-3678. Also available through Amazon Prime. Pro-EM1 from Terraganics. Life's getting better. Live with Gene Steinberg. It's the Tech Night Owl. Because you never know what's going to happen next. So, Jeff, you get my point here. Yes. With bundling, there's an advantage. And that advantage is you get stations you might not have ordered from the a la carte menu. But you You suddenly say, wow. This is great. I mean, I even started watching USA Network that way when they had this TV show, Monk, with Tony Shalhoub, the obsessive compulsive detective. That was a fun show. Tony Shalhoub is one of our great treasures as far as character actors are concerned. And he had a great cast, Ted Levine, who played the police captain and everything. And he's a, a good character actor. Okay, the point is here, if that station wasn't there, 
and we hadn't accidentally stumbled across that show. You know, this is, a, I think, a great, a really great argument for why TiVo is fantastic and why companies like Cox and Comcast, instead of resisting TiVo, should really embrace it. Because they sell you a package that has a bunch of channels that, that you wouldn't otherwise watch. But with TiVo, you can say, I'm interested in, in procedural dramas or, or you know, whatever. And in this case, TiVo goes and it just starts finding shows for you. And so for you, it finds Monk. And you get exposed to a new show in that way. And it's a great way to be able to find new programming without having to sit there and just click through channels until you stumble across something. Yeah, an intelligent search system like TiVo is great for that sort of thing. And it's one of the reasons why I've always been surprised at just how resistant to, to the DVR market companies like, like Comcast and Cox and Time Warner really are. But it's very interesting here how this works. Obviously, with cable satellite TV, I guess in the end, you do benefit from having 300 stations. I'm sure some people do. We did. I I mean, it depends because right now there are other ways of doing this. If you don't want instant gratification and you can wait for the show, you can go to Hulu Plus, you can go to Netflix, as long as Netflix is available cheaply, if that doesn't change. You have other ways. And also to make things more complicated, Netflix, of course, is now originating their own programs, but not just stuff that, well, isn't so good or wouldn't make it on the network. It's like House of Cards with Kevin Spacey and Robin Wright. This is an award-winning show, which is as good or better than anything on pay cable, but you got to subscribe to Netflix to get it. Yeah, and, and I can see where this has content providers really worried because they the idea i actually love the idea that netflix is making their own quality original content that's I, I think it's wonderful because it throws a wrench in the old system and it makes everyone have to think and it adds a new level of competition and competition ultimately is good for us and 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 i have a very uh, real interest in how all this plays out because i actually cut my cable cord a few years ago a couple years ago i have cable internet but I don't have cable television. I, I get my television through the iTunes store, through Netflix streaming, uh, sometimes through Hulu, sometimes through YouTube, and, uh, and other channels that I can get through my Apple TV. And, and, I, and of course, there's always a TV antenna. Uh, that's, that's so crazy. It just might work. And uh, around Denver and Boulder, you can pick up the, the HD over-the-air channels without any problem because the the line of sight is really good so yeah that that's totally an option as well hey go back to the beginning how did we get tv in the beginning let's move to another subject after tv because we did a lot of discussions last week about ultra hd and let's move to something else and that is would google now own your home because they bought a company that makes internet-based thermostats now this is interesting this is a company called nest labs and the guy who designed it who set it up is tony fidel you've heard his name tony fidel tony fidel is the guy who brought the idea of the ipod to apple but after a few years he left apple and started this company 
But I heard, Jeff, and you can confirm or not, that he had some problems getting along with certain key people over at Apple. I, I have heard that, too. And that's no surprise. You're talking about big personalities here. And with big personalities, oftentimes you have big egos and those big egos will clash. So sure, it wouldn't surprise me at all if, if he was having internal struggles with other people in the company. It's, it's nothing new and it's a totally plausible thing here. I think in the end, that didn't play any bearing on whether or not Apple had interest in buying Nest. But, uh, but it's still an interesting thing, because what, what if it did? Well, obviously, this doesn't make sense as an Apple purchase. This is not something that Apple would buy. Apple doesn't buy products, generally. They buy companies that build technology. So I see no mix between Apple and thermostats. I, I agree. And I have seen speculation about how Apple missed out, about, about how they totally dropped the ball on this one. And, and I don't think they dropped the ball at all. Apple's philosophy has always been, you find the, the few things that you do really well and you stick to that. And I think going into the uh, internet-connected home appliance market is something that falls outside of Apple's focus. So there, there was no point in Apple buying Nest. Now, Google wants Android to control your home appliance, but, you know, I just don't understand this. If I want to go to my microwave and warm up a can of soup, I go to my microwave, okay, it's three and a half minutes, stick it in there, and warm it up. Why do I need all this connectivity? Okay, the example you gave is, is a perfect reason or a perfect place where you don't need the connectivity. But there are other places where I see the connectivity as a very valuable thing. So so I'm going to create a scenario for you based off of Nest's products, since that's, that's our topic right now. So we have the Nest thermostat, and we have the Nest smoke and carbon monoxide detector. And let's say you have both in your house, and... They uh, and so they can talk to each other because they're they're on your network. So let's say that um, that you decide to go on a trip and you leave, and because all of this is connected together, and let's throw Google into the mix too, since since they're buying the company. So Google now knows your your entire travel itinerary, and you leave the house to go on your trip. And without you doing anything else, because you're leaving on your trip, your thermostat knows you're off to the airport. It lowers the temperature in your house for you. And uh, you get to the airport and, you're, and you find out that your flight has been canceled. So you're trying to find a new flight. Well, all that information is known by, by your Google Now account. And so now it asks you, hey, uh, your flight was canceled. Are you going home? I'll turn the heat back up so it's not cold when you get there. And you tell it, no. I'm, I'm going to try and find another flight. And so the, the temperature stays down. No problem. You, you get another flight, you leave town. While you're gone, something goes wrong in your house. And, uh, and the smoke detector realizes that the carbon monoxide buildup in the house is getting very dangerous. And so it sends a message to the thermostat. And the thermostat says, yep, that's a problem. I'm shutting off the furnace. And now... It then calls the fire department and says, 
there may be a gas leak and no one's home, but here's what's going on. And then sends you a message and lets you know exactly what's happening. And then if you need to change your travel plans, it will then, then your Google Now account will help you with that. So that, that, that's a very elaborate construct I made for you right there. But, but things like that, I see as, as a big value in internet-connected appliances. Yes, you can for things that monitor the condition of your home and control, for example, whether there's fire or heat or something. Let's go into more of this in a moment. Jeff Gamet from the Mac Observer. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. Not just an alternative to the mainstream media. We're the premier independent talk radio network. We are GCN. Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that too in Graphic Converter. Also, print catalogs convert from so many formats i can't even list them download now to see if graphic converter is good for you like one and a half million other users guess what you could save money when you buy graphic converter use the coupon code night owl use the coupon code night owl to get a special price for graphic converter go to lemkesoft.com that's l-e-m-k-e soft.com lemkesoft.com l-e-m-k-e soft.com in the u.s one in every 50 homes will have a break-in this year burglars call it smash and grab police call it robbery we call it avoidable we are fake tv a simple electronic device that can fool even professional burglars fake tv easily plugs into any outlet and simulates the changing colors of a television To a burglar, it looks like someone must be home watching TV, so they'll likely move on to an easier target. At only $29.95, Fake TV costs less than a month of most alarm monitoring plans and comes with free shipping. Order your Fake TV by calling 877-5-FAKE-TV or go to faketv.com. That's 877-532-5388 or faketv.com. Fake TV, the burglar deterrent. We all know that Berkey Water Purification Systems are the most trusted name in water filtration. As an authorized Berkey dealer for over six years and serving thousands of satisfied customers, the Berkey Guy offers amazing specials for Berkey Water Filtration Systems. The Berkey Light Systems include a set of self-sterilizing and re-cleanable black purification elements that purify water by removing chlorine, pathogenic bacteria, cysts and parasites to non-detectable levels and remove harmful chemicals such as herbicides and pesticides. Order the Berkey Light Systems 
system today, complete with two black Berkey elements for only $231. And the Berkey Guy will ship your order free of charge. With the purchase of a Berkey Light, the Berkey Guy is also offering a set of fluoride and arsenic filters for only $39.99. That's over 30% off the retail price. Call the Berkey Guy at 1-877-886-3653. That's 1-877-886-3653. Or order online at GoBerkey.com. That's GoBerkey.com today. Howdy folks, pharmacist Ben here, nutritional pharmacist and skincare chemist. If you've heard me on my daily health and wellness program, The Bright Side, you know I'm on a mission to spread the good news about the power of nutritional supplementation to correct your health care challenges and get you feeling vital and healthy once again. I want you to call 877-279-9422 and check out the powerful, affordable line of nutritional products from Longevity, the ones I take and the ones I recommend. That's 877-279-9422 or go to www.gcnminerals.com. Why simply mask your symptoms with toxic pharmaceutical drugs when you can address causes with vitamins and minerals? I suggest the Healthy Start Pack. It gives your body the essential 90 nutrients it needs. Most people notice a difference right away. You can sign up to help me spread the good news of health and wellness without drugs and maybe make a little money too. And while you're there, don't forget to check out my important video message. That's GCNminerals.com or call 877-279-9422. And remember friends, good nutrition is good medicine. know what's going to happen next well here's the tech night owl live with gene steinberg on the tech night owl live jeff gamut joins us and we're talking here about the connected home google buys nest labs which was started by Tony Fidel, the guy who brought the iPod to Apple. Okay, so you're painting a scenario here that's very interesting, of course. You have a smoke detector. You're warned of a problem at the house. You have a way to adjust your home thermostat. So you're coming home for whatever reason, and you want to change your temperature. Have it ready by the time you get there. You know, all sorts of great things that can interact with your smartphone. Mm -hmm. And you keep control of it. We understand that. And we understand what Google is doing. But I don't know about my refrigerator and my toaster oven and my washing machine. You know, I can see, yeah, well, isn't it nice with the washing machine? We can have it start washing your clothes at a certain time. So by the time you get to home, it's all done. Just drop it in the dryer or something. I don't know. I just think that something that keeps control of the condition of your house, a thermostat, warns you of a problem, a fire smoke detector. That works with a connected sure. home. Something that can that can control lighting for you. Right. And a make lighting it control your makes home. perfect sense. Lighting. You know, you want to turn on the lights, all that stuff. Perfect sense. Now, but not I, the refrigerator or the toaster oven. I'm sorry. I'm I'm going to throw the crock pot in there. And and this is based on actually seeing this very thing at CES last week. Uh it, it it's um uh, I forget which company it is, but uh, but they were working in conjunction with Belkin for their Wemo products, and they built Wemo into a crockpot. And, and I chuckled at first, but then I realized something like that is actually really smart. Let's say you start your stew in the morning, and, uh, and you know what time you're supposed to be home, so you've told the crockpot, I want dinner ready at this time. 
and then and then you're on your way home and and your smartphone knows because of ways or something that you're stuck in construction traffic you're going to be 45 minutes late so it sends a message over to your crockpot lets you know you're 45 minutes late it adjusts the temperature so your so your dinner doesn't burn before you get home all right that makes sense to me but I'm like, not into crockpots, so I don't know. I'm the person who cooks. You make your own bread. So you know much more about this than I do. I boil water. Now, I can cook a steak. So, so you're not going hungry. That's what I was getting worried about. Well, sure. But I think here, it's not that Nest isn't a good idea. And maybe it fits with Google's program of getting into your home. But... Google makes money, we expect, when they sell these products. They sell these thermostats, these smoke detectors. They make money. Mm -hmm. We understand that. And this is a company that is doing well. It's not like Motorola Mobility, which was a company that saw its best days some years back. But are they now, and this is the fear here, are they now going to try to stick these targeted ads with the information on your smartphone when you want to check your temperature? You know, what are they going to do to record who and what you are that could, to some people, impact your privacy? You know, I don't see the ads happening. That just, yeah, I'm just not buying into that. However, the the notion that Google already knows so much about, about our daily lives and then giving them a direct access point into our homes is very disconcerting to many people. Even though Nest just said, look, uh, uh, all the data that, that your thermostat collects and sends off to us is being maintained anonymously. No one else is going to get at it. And, and, and so that's nice to hear that because people trust Nest. They don't trust Google. And so Google's going to have to really work hard to figure out how to convince people it's okay to trust them with this type of information. And, uh, and I'm, not, I'm not sure they can do that. Ultimately, though, I'm not sure that it matters because products like, like the Nest thermostat and the, and the Nest smoke detector, they're just flat out cool. And that in and of itself will be enough to get people, a lot of people to buy into, into these products. All right. So I'm going to have to see skeptically how this works with Google. And I understand how customers are going to be very, very concerned over how yes. this purchase pans out. Now, my biggest concern is, at, is not about the data privacy. It's that Google has bought companies in the past and then killed the products later on. So is the future of, of the Nest thermostat in question simply because Google may decide to kill it off in favor of a different product later on? That's a problem with Google. They tend to do that sort of thing. Yeah, and that's a real big concern to me because I would love to have a Nest running my thermostat system here, even knowing Google's going to buy them. But do I want to shell out a couple hundred dollars on a product that in a couple years may stop working simply because Google's moved on and they're not supporting it? I hope that doesn't happen with this sort of product. I hope it doesn't happen either but they're spending 3.2 billion dollars wait that doesn't make a difference no it doesn't make a difference and it, it may not be the hardware specifically that google's interested in it might be the technology as a whole 
and it may and they may have a different vision for how that fits into their master plan so they i mean the the nest products are selling well it would be foolish to kill them off but that doesn't mean google won't do it and it doesn't mean that it's going to happen today but yeah there there's there's no guarantee that these products are going to be around long term and the question is here too how many people care about having a product like that that is a luxury most people you have a thermostat you set it that's it and some thermostats do have multiple settings already so i wonder here other than what a few hundred thousand people how many people really care there's enough people that care from the coolness factor that uh, nest is doing well as a company but sure i can go down to my local hardware store and for ten dollars buy a thermostat and it's a perfectly usable thermostat. Sure. I can set it and forget it, and, and that's it. It can even run a, an air conditioner for me if I want. And, and, and it'll work perfectly fine. So considering I can go and buy a $10 thermostat that does everything that I need, do I really need to spend $200 on a computer that does all of that as well? And for some people, the answer is no, absolutely not. But but for enough people to make it lucrative for Nest, yeah, there's enough people out there saying, absolutely, I need this. Well, I don't know. I don't live in a place where I need one, but I see where this is a somewhat luxury product. And oh, most I, people absolutely. are not going to need it, but those who want a more sophisticated home or they've paid a little bit more for it, this is the kind of product. It's not quite boutique, but I think it's one step removed from boutique. And let's see if Google, understanding what they've done, keeps the product going. They paid a lot of money for it, $3.2 billion for something that's just one step beyond the startup. That's substantially more than Apple has ever paid for any acquisition they've made. The most expensive buy Apple did was $404 million, and that was Next. Oh, yeah. Well, there you go. Let's move to some other topics. You were at the Consumer Electronics Show. Yes. Okay. Now, this is kind of wacky sometimes. I'm okay. sitting down. I'm, I'm ready. Okay. And I asked this question of other people who checked out the coverage. What was the wackiest, craziest, most ridiculous product you saw? We have about a minute left for this segment before we do our commercial break, but we can get started right now. The wackiest, craziest product at CES. How about the uh, the robot that cleans your grill for you? I can't wait. We all need one. Yeah, just it's a little robot. Drop it on the grill. Let it clean the thing up. I I hope it's heat resistant because someone's going to be stupid and drop it on there while the grill's still hot. You know, it's very interesting here too. When you look at crazy product, did you see the one where? It's an add-on to a paper airplane. That's actually cool. You like that. You take a paper airplane, you stick the stuff on it, and it becomes, it becomes a, a remote, remote control, control airplane. airplane. It becomes your own personal paper drone. It's Yeah, it's actually really cool. You like and that? I, I thought it was a really fun-looking toy. Yeah. Yeah. And the new version you can control from your iPhone. It's just, it's, it's, it's a fun toy. It's, it serves no value other than entertainment. And, uh, it's just a really clever idea, I think. 
More clever ideas from Jeff Gamet from the Mac Observer. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. Free from the shackles of corporate America, we're the place for independent thinkers. GCN. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. If you'd like to listen to GCN programs on the go, I have great news. GCN has created a Droid and iPhone application, and it's free. Just as easy as going to GCNlive.com, click on the banner and download. Before you know it, you'll be listening to your favorite hard-hitting GCN shows, live or on demand, right on your Droid or iPhone, 24-7 and on the go. So download the Droid and iPhone app free by clicking on the banner at GCNlive.com. Thanks again for listening to GCNlive.com. Again, that's GCNlive.com. We the people grow cotton, weave fabric, engrave ink, embed strips and fibers to protect from counterfeit and carting to a private bank, having it lent back at interest, forcing taxes to service debt. This capitalism, or was Jefferson correct when stating a central bank issuing the public currency is a greater menace to the liberties of the people than a standing army? Ted Anderson, I'm placing a free silver dollar in a book that explains our monetary system. Call for your copy, 800-686-2237. It's time to understand the system. Call 800-686-2237. That's 800-686-2237. Would you like being an insider? Would you like getting exclusive access to prizes and better deals? Would you like some help in making sure you and your loved ones are prepared for the next disaster or emergency? If you answered yes to any of these, here's your simple solution. Join Freeze Dry Guys Survival Insider Club. Not only is your membership free, you get $10 in survival bucks just for signing up. Then you save at least 10% on purchases, plus enjoy insider access to specials, prizes, and other exclusive offers. Since 1970, veteran-owned Freeze-Dry Guy has been your trusted source for long-lasting, easy-to-make freeze-dried food and dehydrated food, perfect for emergency preparedness, RV travel, and outdoor needs from camping to sailing. Enjoy life as a survival insider. Call Freeze-Dry Guy now at 866-404-3663. 866-404-FOOD or log on to freezedryguy.com That's freezedryguy.com Welcome back to the Tech Night Owl Live where you never know what's going to happen next and now, here's Gene Steinberg Okay, so you stick the engine on a paper airplane you have the remote that's a cool idea except you want something that's going to survive i think the paper airplane i don't know well the paper airplane's not going to survive but the components you put on it will so you can make different airplanes and put the components on on your different airplanes so it's not like you're limited to a single airplane for your design and that's kind of fun because now you can experiment and see how different uh, folding methods improve or diminish the the quality of your airplane all right let me ask you something else and this gets back to what we did last week but everybody's talking about right now did you get a chance to experience a curved tv you know i didn't mess with the curved tvs thank heavens yeah and and part of my my uh lack of of television viewing so to speak at ces was due to the fact that flight so many flights were canceled. I lost two days on the expo floor, so I had to cut out a lot of things I wanted to see. To be fair, the curved televisions were really low on my list anyhow, so I probably wouldn't have seen them anyway. How about Ultra HD? 
I saw and um and I really feel like right now Ultra HD is a gimmick. It that will not always be the case, but for today it is. That because there's really no content for people and below 80 inches for a television screen, you can't really tell the difference in the quality. Although I will say for the TVs that I looked at that were around 40 inches, so in that 40 to 60 inch range, that that were Ultra HD, and they had content that that we could watch on them, the colors were stunning. That's I, I, the big difference right there, more so than the number of pixels. Yeah, the it was color, the color gamut is much wider, and therefore you do get a visible advantage. And as you say, it's got to be 60, 80 inches to see much. But right now, I see the commitment. The TV industry realizes there's a seven-year cycle yes. for upgrading. That's what they say. You buy a set, you bought your high-definition set. They want to get you to upgrade. And people aren't going to buy Ultra HD if it's $3,000. But Vizio has a 55-inch P-series, which will be out later this year, and we've been talking to Vizio about this, 55 inches will be $1,400. 50 inches will be like $1,000. Suddenly, it becomes affordable to a lot of people. And that's where you hit critical mass. When those sets get to $1,000 and below, and we're talking about good quality sets here, Mm -hmm. I think people will buy it. And it's also the fact is that a well-designed Ultra HD will scale up the picture. How well they do this, because most content will not be Ultra HD. If they do it well, it will be somewhat sharper and somewhat better color. It won't be the true thing. It depends on how the upscaling works. I mean, they do that now. If you're watching standard definition, there's upscaling, but most of the time it doesn't look like anything. Right. Yeah. But man, that color, that I was really impressed with the color. Here's an interesting thing I noticed, though. The most of the booths that were showing off their, their HD TVs, we're showing them off with with a video where there was almost no motion. And I have to think that that was not by accident because it was everywhere that I was going. And I think it's because the refresh rates are so low. If, if you start showing really good uh, action movies with big explosions and fast moving fighter jets and spaceships, I, I think that uh, they can't refresh fast enough to show you a quality image. Well, then that destroys the whole thing. And then that destroys the whole thing. But, yeah, you're right. But I don't know if that's really what was going on or if they just wanted to highlight colors, which seems to me to be weird. Because if you really want to draw someone in to a television, you you show uh, like Pirates of the Caribbean or Independence Day or something like that, where it's just this visual feast. And that's not what I was seeing on these televisions. Well, part of it may also be the fact that with motion, you can't see the improved sharpness as clearly because everything's moving around so fast. Because I look at the specs of some of those sets, and I see nothing in the specs that would cause them to have a problem handling blockbuster movies. Well, I'm concerned about the, the 30 hertz refresh rate that's standard on most of these. And, and a few, you can go into settings and bump them up to 60 and and it may not be an issue, but that 30 hertz refresh rate does have me concerned. Well, if we get one of those for review, and we're hoping to this year get a Ultra HD set for review, 
we'll tell you what we think because I'm real critical. Oh, excellent. I'm really interested in hearing your take. Well, we're in touch with people from Vizio and other companies, and we'll see. Now, the one thing that you didn't see as much this year as you saw last year, well, two things. Number one, plasma TV may almost be dead. There aren't that many models left, and Panasonic is exiting plasma. Now, plasma's advantage has always been you view the picture from an angle. From the side, it's the same picture. You don't see the quality deteriorate. Mm -hmm. You don't get some of the effects of LCD. Of course, those effects are getting less and less, or people don't care. Plasma, no. Fewer 3D sets. 3D was a big loser. It was a huge loser, and I, would, and I knew it was going to be. Uh, they were trying so hard to make that the must-have thing, and it just it was not flying. I have to tell you that we have, for long-term review here, a 3D set. And to see how well it worked, I got myself a 3D movie, Man of Steel. Now, Man of Steel, of course, is the Superman reboot. It was not shot in 3D. It was added later. There's nothing about that film that is particularly enhanced by 3D. But I'll say the same thing for Avatar. I've seen Avatar. I saw it in the movie Plex in 3D, and it was fine. Went home, bought Avatar in 2D because I didn't have a 3D set at the time. And I still enjoyed it. If anything, I thought the 3D effects didn't look quite as realistic like I mentioned on last week's episode, Sigourney Weaver, who plays the scientist, she looked kind of chunky to me. Interesting. You, you know, I'm not a big fan of 3D movies. And, and that's because most of them, I feel, are 3D in a gratuitous sense. The, the exception would be DreamWorks animations. Those guys get how to do 3D, where, where they give you the sense of depth as opposed to shoving stuff out of the screen at you. And... Uh, and and I don't believe that their movies are improved because they're 3D, but they're a visually beautiful experience because they're 3D. Besides which, if you shoot a picture right, you do everything properly, a 2D picture is beautiful. And the only curved TV that makes sense is an IMAX TV where it's, what, 30 feet wide? That's what you have curved TV for, not a 55-inch screen. That's nonsensical. I, I agree. I think it's. It's a foolish design idea, and I think it's being done merely as a gimmick, and it will fail. Just like ramming 3D TV down our throats failed, I think the, uh, that, that sharp-curved TV like that is going to fail, too. Well, part of it is they're looking for something to stick. They're desperate to get you to buy another TV set. Because yes. so many people can buy really good sets for what? 50-inch set is seven, $800 less. That's good enough for most people. There are very few bad TV sets. They're desperate to get you to upgrade past that seven-year cycle. And the point is here, they've been spending years making TV sets more reliable, more energy efficient, better quality. And the improvement in quality of current sets compared to one five, six years ago, not that much. You don't see it unless you look side by side. But... If it has some blockbuster feature, Ultra HD, 3D something, maybe they hope you'll say, hey, that's spectacular. I want to buy that set. Got to yeah, do it. I, yes, I, I agree. They, 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 they need to find ways to get people to buy more often than every seven years. And the problem is, instead of finding ways that add a true value benefit for the customer, they're looking to gimmicks. 
it's and, looking to desperation. It's kind of like Samsung yes. with a Galaxy S4 smartphone. They added so much junk in there, the mind boggles. Jeff Gamut joins us from the Mac Observer. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. Neighbors, are you tired of dealing with a slow web hosting provider? Well, check out A2 Hosting and their screaming fast Swift server platform. They even have SSDs that load pages 300% faster than the competition. Ready to give your site a speed boost? Well, tell you what, neighbors, head on over to a2hosting.com. That's A2, that's number two, a2hosting.com. Check out their Prime Hosting account. And get this, neighbors, they're even giving you an exclusive 25% off discount for all our listeners. 25%. And remember, their Guru Crew support team is standing by 24-7, 365 days a year to answer any of your questions. Now, to get the discount, use the coupon code GENE when you check out. On the average, Americans work between 45 to 50 years hoping to build up enough wealth to retire and live out their golden years. Unfortunately, with taxation, the rising cost of food, energy, housing, and medical, many retirees are forced to live below the poverty line. Is this a flaw free enterprise, or is our monetary unit we call the Federal Reserve Note forcing us into perpetual debt, ensuring inflation and higher taxes? These questions and more can be answered by reading G. Edward Griffin's book, The Creature from Jekyll Island. Congressman Ron Paul states it's what every American needs to know about central bank power. A gripping adventure into the secret world of international banking cartel. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. I will give a silver dollar from the early 1900s to anyone who purchases this book. Call 1-800-686-2237 and order a copy today. It's critical that the public be made aware of the system. Call and order your copy today at 1-800-686-2237. That's 1-800-686-2237. If you owe the IRS back taxes, listen carefully. Sweeping changes to IRS policies will help more people than ever eliminate their tax debts once and for all. And now I can help you reduce or eliminate your tax debts and end your tax nightmare. Hi, I'm Dan Pilla. I've helped thousands of people reduce and eliminate tax debts they couldn't pay. And after more than 30 years of experience dealing with the IRS, I can tell you there's no such thing as a hopeless tax case. And with the IRS's new policies, it's easier than ever to put your tax debt behind you once and for all. Call now at 800-346-6829 to learn how I can help you. You know your IRS debt will not go away by itself, but you don't have to live in fear anymore. Call 800-346-6829. Learn how I can help you eliminate wage and bank levies, release tax liens, and negotiate a settlement with the IRS that will put your tax nightmare behind you forever. Call 800-34-NO-TAX or go to TaxHelpOnline.com. That's TaxHelpOnline.com. It's that time of year again, and you know what that means. Cold and flu season. (laughs) But don't worry. HerbalHealer.com has you and your loved ones covered with our safe and natural products. Cold and flu fighters like beta-glucans, olive leaf antiviral capsules, grapefruit seed extract, HHA four-herb capsules, elderberry power, and respirate. And don't forget about oregacillin for the lungs, normally $34.95, on sale now for only $25. Vitamin D3, 120-count soft gels, only $9. 
$25. Whole Body and Homeopathic Detoxes for the lungs, kidneys, liver, lymph, and brain. Normally $26.95, now just $20. HerbalHealer.com also offers correspondence courses to teach you how to handle your health naturally. And as always, new customers get a free 128-page catalog with your order. Visit HerbalHealer.com and click the Winter Specials button to save on our natural cold and flu-fighting products. HerbalHealer.com, healing the world with nature, one person at a time, since 1988. We'd like to hear from you. If you have any thoughts or comments about the Tech Night Owl Live, please get in touch at news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. Looking for past episodes? We've got hundreds at technightowl.com slash radio. That's technightowl.com slash radio. Or subscribe on iTunes. Jeff Gamet from the Mac Observer joins us. I'm Gene Steinberger in the Tech Night Out Live. Okay, let's just cover a little bit more of Consumer Electronics Show. So we have the Ultra HD TV. That's the one they're pushing. That's the one I think it's going to really spread soon. Forget about 3D. Forget about curved. Obviously, the little paper airplane thing with the engine, that's cool. Anything else really interesting, nifty that you saw at Consumer Electronics Show? that will hopefully show up at a store near you. One of the coolest things that that I saw was Anki Drive, which is it's the remote control car thing that was introduced at Worldwide Developer Conference in 2013. And it's remote control cars that, that run on a track, sort of like slot cars, but they have artificial intelligence. And that was just flat out cool. Being able to control these cars from an iPhone, but instead of having to control them in the sense where you have to make it turn here and and turn here and go around the other car here, you tell it what you want it to do. And then it figures out the rest. And they've added in new things. Like you can tell your car to spin around 180 degrees and now drive backwards. And while it's driving backwards, it can shoot the car that's behind it. And it's just, it's like a, it's like an action adventure race scene from a movie where you get to control it. And it's just flat out fun. Did you get a chance to see some of these cars that promise to drive themselves? We know Google's working on one. Audi and BMW are working on that. A lot of cars these days, even affordable ones, do auto parallel park, though I haven't tried one. I need to try that just to see if the car can parallel park more efficiently than I can. Because I can parallel park. And I I would like to compete against one of those cars and and see how we both do um i did get to see some of the cars i didn't get to actually drive any which is unfortunate i would have well it's kind of funny it's driving itself i didn't get to ride in any but there was definitely a lot of interest in the automated cars and there there were a lot of companies that were really talking about about that. Automation was like an overarching overarching theme this year at CES, with with cars, with home automation. That that was a big thing this year. Well, you know, more and more stuff is happening in cars. Where, for example, they have the lane departure warning system. What that means is, if you get out of the lane, in theory, assuming it's got you know the vertical bars on the highway, so they can track it. 
If you drift into the next lane, they warn you. I tried a car like that once, a luxury car, like six, seven years ago. And it was annoying as anything, and I turned off the feature, and maybe that's the problem. They also have blind side assistance where they add, like Honda has this in the latest Accords, where the LCD display shows what's going on to your right side because that's a blind spot. You know, somebody could be right behind you if you're not checking real carefully. You know, you can have an interesting kind of collision there, and it's not a very friendly collision. You also have the rear cameras that I think are going to be mandatory soon. A lot of cars, even cheaper ones, have it, and I've had cars with that. And that is, when you go into reverse, you have a camera that's usually on the bumper somewhere, and you see what's happening behind you. Because I have a lot of kids and animals in this neighborhood, and the worst thing in the world that any of those, even the cats and the dogs, would be hurt because you're backed into them. And that would be bad. Yeah, I, I have family members that have cars that, that have the reverse cameras and, uh, and they have radars built into the fenders. So they let you know when cars are in your blind spots. And, and it's really cool. And I can see where it's really useful. It can also be very distracting. You make an interesting point there. Extremely distracting because suddenly you're assaulted by noise you don't expect. The thing I worry about is inattention, though. And that is, if you're lulled into a sense of security, you've got all these gadgets, you've got the automatic cruise control, so if you get too close to a car, it slows you down, possible collision, it's starting to do everything for you, you're not concentrating. Because none of these systems replaces you, they only enhance what you do. It's one thing if you have the auto-drive car, if it's perfected, if it does everything. You take your hands off the steering wheel, it takes care of it for you. But I think these enhancement systems are a double-edged sword. Yeah, well, people get really wound up in seeing what they're doing. They'll watch the lights and the alerts just because it's fun and it's cool. And now they're not watching the road. So you have to find the balance between the the technology being there to help you and hitting a tipping point where it's suddenly in the way because it's distracting you from driving. And that's what you have to worry about. So I think the big thing from the car makers is they want to sell you a new car with all these electronic gimmicks. And if one company has an electronic gimmick, they want to have something that's more of a gimmick. We understand that. Yep, they have to out-gimmick each other. That's right. The problem is here is that if you get too many gimmicks, suddenly you're not doing what you're supposed to do, which is to pay attention to what's happening around you. And remember, I started driving, you know, 150 years ago, you know, when they had the first motor vehicles. We didn't have all this electronic stuff. No, that's back when you had to shovel coal in yourself, right? Yes, we had to do that. Had to shovel coal in the engine. We had the steam engine. No, I don't want to get into that. But (laughs) (laughs) you get the point here. That's what we worry about. You want people to be attentive drivers. You want to reduce accidents. You want to make them safer. But if they do things that cause problems ultimately but then they'll sell you more cars fill with this stuff more importantly by 2025 it's got to be what 55 miles a gallon the average mileage of a car if i'm still alive in 2025 i'll worry about it yeah well yeah put it on your calendars for just in case i am i don't think my calendars go out that far uh well post-it note like on the back of your smartphone or something i'm thinking of this way in 2025 will there be a smartphone Will there be a Mac? I'm going to ask you that. We have only a minute or so left. 2025. Will there still be Macs? 
I would like to think so, but I believe they will not be Macs in the sense that we think of them today. And I think smartphones will be something that's very different from from what we have today as well. I, I think that the communication, ubiquitous communication and data access is going to be a huge thing. And because of that, our Macs, our iPhones, they, they will both take on different forms because that's what will be necessary to allow them to give us what we need in that new technology world. But the TV set, like the original Total Recall with Arnold Schwarzenegger, will become transparent when you turn it off. It'll just be the glass that you see either a painting or a view outside. That would be cool, actually. I'd like that. They can do that now. Yeah, well, they need to do it so it's cost-effective, so I can get it. Well, you and me, it's got to be very cost-effective. Jeff Gamut, please tell our listeners where they can find more of the things you write about. Well, they can find me at Mac Observer, which is MacObserver.com. And uh, they can find me on the Apple Context Machine. And we have Communicators Podcasts. And they can also find what I'm seeing at uh, coffee shops at FreshBrewTales.com. I see crazy things in coffee shops. Uh Uh-oh. Crazy. Crazy Jeff Gamut. Thank you for joining us in the Tech Night Out Live. Thanks for having me back. It's a lot of fun. Headlines. Suspensions. FCC investigations. That's man cow for you. Hear him here. GCN. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's The Coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Find out more at rockoids.com. That's rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. So here's what happened. I was placing an order online. The site went down. It just stopped responding. It took hours before it returned, but I'd already placed the order with another company. If your site goes down, you could lose business. And if you have a business or personal site, you'll want to know it's easy to run and it will stay online. At iWeb, your site is hosted on one of the most reliable networks in the world. Check it out. iWeb.com. That's iWeb.com. For over five years, you've been hearing about the Berkey guy, so you may know a few things about him. For example, you are well aware of the superior quality and effectiveness of Berkey water filters and accessories. But did you know the Berkeys have had independent lab tests done to prove just how effective they are? It's true, and he can email you the test results. Just visit GoBerkey.com. You may also know that the Berkey guy has helped tens of thousands of people get better prepared. Now here's something you may not know. GoBerkey.com has amazing specials and deals all the time on a wide variety of survival and preparedness products. Most ready to ship same day. Visit the Berkey guy at GoBerkey.com and be sure to click the red Products on Sale Now button. You can always call toll-free 877-886-3653. Again, that's 877-886-3653. GoBerkey.com, home of the Berkey guy. We travel so much, and having a fake TV, well, it gives added peace of mind. Burglars look for houses that appear to be easy targets. 
But fake TV can fool even professional burglars into thinking someone is home watching television. As a recent widow living alone, it gives me great peace of mind to set my fake TV near a window and know that passing motorists and pedestrians will think someone is home watching TV when I'm actually away from home. Fake TV easily plugs into any outlet, just like a light on a timer. And they're so easy to use, you just plug them in and they're ready to go. Plus, they're so affordable that we have one upstairs and downstairs. Fake TV is only $29.95 with free shipping. Order your fake TV by calling 877-5-FAKE-TV or go to faketv.com. That's 877-532-5388 or faketv.com. Fake TV, the burglar deterrent. Normal blood pressure, naturally. How would that make you feel? I'm Don from New Mexico. January of 2000, I had a heart attack. Then my real health began going downhill, and I had uh, high blood pressure, high blood sugar, poor vision, and I really wasn't sleeping well. I was a mess, pretty much. Don reports dramatic improvements with heart and body extract. I started taking uh, heart and body extract, and from within a few days, I started sleeping a lot better. My blood pressure uh, normalized, my blood sugar normalized, and uh, my sleep really did improve. Experience these benefits and more when your body gets what it needs with the assistance of Heart and Body Extract. Order at hbextract.com or call 866-295-5305. That's hbextract.com or call 866-295-5305. Folks, I did not expect this at all. By the 7th, 8th, and ninth day, I saw dramatic improvements from taking Heart and Body Extract. Details at hbextract.com or call 866-295-5305 for Heart and Body Extract. What's going to happen next? You never know when you're listening to the Tech Night Owl live with Gene Steinberg. We have Jim Dalrymple of The Loop at loopinsight.com. He always gives us the cutting edge stuff. Actually, you don't get in too many other places, but we're not going to do comparisons. Jim, you were telling me you were not at the Consumer Electronics Show this year. Have you ever attended one? I have. I have, and it's, uh, it's terrible. <laughs> I, I really don't like CES. With, with trade shows, you know, you typically go to an area and you talk to companies and you write and you do all your things. CES is so big that it, it's basically spread all over Vegas. When you look at at Las Vegas, you think, okay, well, everything's in pretty close proximity, but it's not. You know, some of these hotels are, are two or three blocks or more each. Uh, so it's it's actually quite a, a walk because trying to get a cab is almost impossible. The cab lines are uh, from CES are hours long. It's it's just they, they have the new uh, rail system, and I use that. But even that gets busy. I mean, everything gets busy around uh, CES. There's about what, 100 or 120,000 people that fly in for CES. And this is over and above just the people who come there for the gambling and the entertainment. Yes, yeah. Oh, boy. So... It's quite a, a thing. So I, I used to go, when I was with Macworld, I went with John Seff, and we would go and cover CES. And it, it, with two of us, it was almost impossible to get anything done because, you know, you have a meeting at the convention center, and then you have your next meeting on the Strip, and, you know, there there's a, 
a party somewhere that that you want to go to, and then some companies have their booth at the convention center, but they have their co- a conference room where they hold their meetings. So you know you're trying to get back and forth, and it's just crazy, crazy. Kind of reminds me very slightly in a very small scale way at the Mac World Expo in Boston, where you had two separate exhibit halls mm. that weren't across the street from each other. It was a bus ride. That's right. I remember that. That was quite a while ago, too. But, yeah, I remember that well. But this year, you were not physically present at Consumer Electronics Show, but you did follow it from afar. Yeah. Yeah, I did. It was uh, it was interesting. There wasn't really a lot that caught my eye to say, you know, oh, this is something that I really need to have. CES has kind of turned into a show about forward-thinking products, you know, things that that aren't coming to market right yet. I mean, some of them were, were putting on Kickstarter campaigns. <laughs> it's it's kind of uh, kind of funny when you when you think that you know this show is all about things that are not released, and I I don't find CES as informative anymore in the way that it used to show us the the way that things are going. You know, this is what you can expect in, well, this year or two years or three years. They they kind of seem to be, now it's it's more, here's an idea. We have no idea whether it'll, it'll make uh, its way to market or not, but this is what we have. You know, it's, it's kind of odd like that. It reminds me of 2010. 2010, a lot of companies are showing tablets in anticipation of the iPad, but as soon as the iPad came out and they realized what Apple was doing, although in retrospect it seemed kind of obvious where they'd go, none of those products came out. No. And, you know, Microsoft's keynote, Steve Ballmer always did the keynote at Microsoft. And when you look at the, the products that he announced at, at CES and the things that he talked about, very few of them ever came true. You know, so it's like I said, it's it's kind of odd to me that we even listen to a CES. Well, this year, of course, the TV makers are desperately trying to get you to buy Ultra HD or a curved TV set. Of course, in the yes. past, they tried to inflict 3D on you, and that <laughs> went nowhere. Yeah, I, and and this is this is the whole thing. You know, it's like they're trying to to inflict something on us, but if we don't buy into it, um, then it just doesn't happen. There's there's nothing there, and I think that's what's that's what's happened. I, I'm really not interested in that type of a of a show, to be honest. You don't want to see a show where they just show a product prototype. That is never going to appear at all. And when you actually look at these on demonstration, it's not really obvious. You know, you'll go to the company and they'll likely say, yeah, we plan to produce it. We'll announce it. And maybe it will happen. Maybe it won't. But Microsoft was notorious for that. Microsoft for years was notorious in announcing products and technologies, partly to get the upper hand in comparison to something that already existed. But in the end, it never happened. No. And, you know, there, there were a lot of Microsoft products like that. And uh, other companies have, have 
picked that up and started doing it, which yeah, I would rather see products of that, that, you know, here's what we've developed over the last, you know, two or three years and now it's ready for market and we're showing it off for the first time here at, at CES. But that's not what we see. What we see is, you know, the very first uh, start of this is what we think we're going to work on. And, you know, here it is. So, yeah, doesn't work for me. What's your feeling about some of these companies like Gartner and IDC that release surveys of PC sales and they're totally different from one another. I think you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I do. And and a lot of that comes comes down to um, how they count sales and how they count computers. And it, it's it's crazy that you know we we can't we can't get um, a solid uh, grasp on on what's actually happening. And, you know, then when, when that stuff happens, I just I kind of throw my arms up and wonder, you know, what is going on here? Let me define this. So Gartner gives you one figure about max sales. I recall that max sales for the holiday quarter in the U.S. were higher, like 28 point something percent. IDC says, no, they were lower by, what, six or seven percent. Yeah. So how do you make sense from that? Or do you look at both companies and say, get in a room and figure it out? Because how can we depend on two such widely divergent results? Well, that's We're what talking about, what, five, 600,000 difference? Yeah, I, 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 I would love to see that. You know, but I don't think that you're ever going to see it. And, you know, both sides, uh, whether you, uh, you you report on Apple or you report on uh, the PC market, both sides will take, you know, both of those things and run with it. So one company says that Apple is winning and one company says that... Um, I think the it's PC Lenovo. Is- Lenovo was the one that was ascendant in IDC's rating. Yeah, I mean, how how are you reasonably supposed to believe what any of them say? Really, I mean, it, it's almost impossible. I know that if I had to pay for that survey, I'd ask for a refund. Well, I, I would ask for some clarifications, and and any time that that I've asked for clarifications from the companies, they they always say that it's the you know the way that that sales and computers are counted. Uh, you know, these guys don't have access to Apple's retail channel, so they don't know really what's being sold in there. So you know. A, from years of dealing with this, I think a lot of this stuff is just guesswork. We're going to guess some more stuff in a moment, or maybe not guess. We have Jim Dalrymple of The Loop. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. Nation's largest independently owned and operated talk radio network, the Genesis Communications Network, GCN. Neighbors, are you tired of dealing with a slow web hosting provider? 
well, check out A2 Hosting and their screaming fast Swift server platform. They even have SSDs that load pages 300% faster than the competition. Ready to give your site a speed boost? Well, tell you what, neighbors, head on over to a2hosting.com. That's A2, that's number two, a2hosting.com. Check out their Prime Hosting account. And get this, neighbors, they're even giving you an exclusive 25% off discount for all our listeners. 25%. And remember, their Guru Crew support team is standing by 24-7, 365 days a year to answer any of your questions. Now, to get the discount, use the coupon code GENE when you check out. This alert just came in. This special announcement is for business owners and leaders of organizations who've been waiting for the right time to build. General Steel has made it impossible to wait any longer with rock-bottom prices that could save you thousands. That's right. General Steel, America's leader in pre-engineered structures, is offering buildings at prices you will never see again. Don't miss these prices. A 50 by 100 for under $30,000. You heard right. That's 5,000 square feet under $30,000. Manufacturers, if you need a larger building, try a 100 by 100 commercial building for $129,000. You can't afford to rent with these prices. Imagine a 70 by 100 foot church building for under $69,000. With the economy improving and interest rates still at historic lows, you can't afford to wait. So call 866-91-STEEL. Lock in your price now. Take delivery in spring. 866-91-STEEL. That's 866-917-8335. Would you like being an insider? Would you like getting exclusive access to prizes and better deals? Would you like some help in making sure you and your loved ones are prepared for the next disaster or emergency? If you answered yes to any of these, here's your simple solution. Join Freeze Dry Guys Survival Insider Club. Not only is your membership free, you get $10 in survival bucks just for signing up. Then you save at least 10% on purchases, plus enjoy insider access to specials, prizes, and other exclusive offers. Since 1970, veteran-owned Freeze-Dry Guy has been your trusted source for long-lasting, easy-to-make freeze-dried food and dehydrated food, perfect for emergency preparedness, RV travel, and outdoor needs from camping to sailing. Enjoy life as a survival insider. Call Freeze-Dry Guy now at 866-404-3663, 866-404-FOOD, or log on to freezedryguy.com. That's freezedryguy.com. You're fired. According to the Small Business Administration, 75% of small businesses plan to eliminate jobs or reduce workers' hours to part-time. You're fired. According to Gallup, the unemployment rate recently jumped to nearly 9%, and the underemployment rate hit a staggering 17.9%. You're fired. One out of three young adults and one out of two recent college graduates are underemployed. Hello, I'm Keith Abel, a pharmacist and a home business entrepreneur. In 2011, I became one of those statistics myself. Instead of looking for another job in corporate America, I joined Dr. Joel Wallet, the Dead Doctors Don't Lie guy. We're creating steady incomes for ourselves and would like to show you how to do the same. If you want to supplement your current income, replace your income, so you don't have to become one of the statistics, then give me a call toll-free at 866-257-3105. 866-257-3105. You're fired. Don't wait till you hear those words. Start creating an extra income today. 866-257-3105.
You never know what's going to happen next while listening to the Tech Night Isle live with Gene Steinberg. On the Tech Night Isle live, Jim Dalrymple of the Loop at LoopInsight.com joins us. Let's look at something that happened very recently. So we have this guy, Tony Fidel. He's the guy who brought the iPod concept to Apple, and they bought it, and you know the rest was history. So then he leaves Apple. We can go into the reasons why in a moment and maybe his relationships with other executives there. And he founds a company called Nest Labs that makes smart thermostats, smart smoke, fire detectors, that kind of thing. Yeah. And now Google's buying them. Okay, for three point some odd billion dollars. But the first question I'm going to ask here, based on what you know, and you know things that go on, Tony Fidel didn't get along with some people over there like Jonathan Ive. What went on? Well, I don't know that he, if he didn't get along with uh, with Johnny Ive. I mean, the the person that everybody brings up is, is Scott Forrestal, and I have no details really on that. But, you know, Tony, it's interesting when you look at somebody like Tony Fidel because he, he did create the the iPod. I mean, it's got to be one of the, the most remarkable devices in, in modern history that, that the consumers actually um, were, were drawn to and, and purchased, and it became this iconic device. So it, it's not like Tony needed money. You know, he had a, a ton of money. That's That's not an issue. But when you look at the fact that he started a new company and took those lessons that he learned from um, from Apple and, and building iPods to a completely different business. And, and he made it cool. You know, he made the Nest thermostat. He made it cool. I mean, he was sued by, by Honeywell. And, you know, Honeywell hasn't changed the thermostat in, in 100 years. But here's a guy from Apple going out and doing that. I understand I this is not that. like the thermostat you buy for $10 at Home Depot. It's, what, $250? Yeah. Yeah, it's about $250. But, you know, it's connected to your uh, to your iPhone, and it, it, it looks pretty good. question I have here, though, is Google buys them. Do they stop supporting iOS? That's There's, there's a good question. I don't think so. I don't think that they would. I mean, Google, oh, Google, Google's wants everybody's information. They don't care what platform you're on as long as you give them your information, you know, and that's, that's what's kind of freaky about Google. I, I saw somebody on Twitter today say that if Google were a person, they, they'd be arrested for stalking. Yeah, and they're probably right because Google's creepy. You know, they, uh, there, there's a saying that came out that if a company is not selling you a product, then you are the product. And that's what, the way it is with Google. Google sells the, the people. So th- that's, that's what we're, we're dealing with with Google. Okay, so they buy Nest Labs. And Nest Labs, let's remember here that... This is not a cheap product. It's not something Google is giving away. 
Right. So what do they do to bring this into their worldview and into their system? Do they start tracking your settings? Well, I mean, that's what everybody's wondering right now. What are they going to do? I mean, there's jokes going around that, you know, Google will show you ads on the Nest thermostat while your ads for fire extinguishers while your house is burning down. Uh, You know, everybody is wondering what Google is going to do. Now, Google is going to allow Tony Fidel and Nest to, to scale an incredible amount, more than what they, they ever could have thought of doing before. And that's a good thing for them. But what Google has in store for the thermostat itself, that's, that's going to be the interesting part. I mean, can is there a way for them? I mean, clearly they can tie it into the phone because it's already doing that. But then what happens to that information that's tied into the phone? Is that where it gets gets sent somewhere, gets sent to Google? I don't know. Also, when you buy a Nest thermostat or smoke detector, did you agree when you set up the software to allow them to collect this information? What's in there? I don't know. I, I would imagine there's not much in there right now, but it's not right now that we're concerned about. It's in the future that we're concerned about. You know, what's Google going to do with it? Now, when I talked to Jeff Gamut from Mac Observer in the previous segment, I was wondering here, we have the connected home. And I understand with a the thermostat, this way you can control it on the road or something. Oh, GM. Turned, I forgot to turn it down. I'm going to use up all that electric power with the air conditioners. You get a warning from the smoke detector. This makes sense. Okay. But I'm not connecting my toaster oven and my refrigerator. Are we in danger of just going a little too far? Well, I mean, for some people... Maybe you are. I don't know. <laughs> you know, for some people, I, I don't know what too far would be. Uh, some people really want that type of of connectivity i don't know that that i do (laughs) you know not to that extent but see for me it comes down to to a level of of trust you know um i look at what google does and and i don't trust them i really don't so you know that's that's really got to make you think about using that company's information so that to me is a uh, is a big problem now the, let's the look at trust google. factor yeah trust we understand let's look at what google is doing all google wants to be in your car so right. audi at the ces is demonstrating a google android interface for their infotainment systems now i'm driving a car and right now i could save money on my insurance policy if I let the insurance company stick some kind of black box in my car, and of course it's going to be figuring out whether I was at fault in an accident or whether I was driving too fast, I don't think it's any of their business. I don't want that to happen, and I'm paying more for auto insurance because I don't want them grabbing my information. But most cars have the black box in there, so there are ways to get that information. But we're talking about privacy here. So what is Google's game to be in the car? That they can show targeted ads on your navigation screen? Well, I mean, everything that Google has done up to this point 
has been about people being tied into to their uh, services. So you know, they, everything starts off as um, a very you know nondescript, non-threatening type of thing. But then you end up where you have to have a Google Plus account in order to do things, and you you know you tie your accounts together between YouTube and Google Plus and Gmail, and you know then they start tying everything together, and it's it's all about showing you ads for things that you have previously done or they track your your history so that they can you know make things work specifically for you so but their profits are coming from the targeted ads yes they will probably make a profit from the high-end smoke detectors and the high-end thermostats not so so much with things like Motorola smartphones where they're selling those things at cost. I mean, they've got the Moto G for $179 unlocked. We have to think that's about what they're paying to build it. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, these, these companies, um, I, I think they cheapen their own products in doing stuff like that. You know? Do they cheapen it in terms of the perceived value of the product or because it's so cheap, no matter how good it might be, you perceive it as cheap. It's the emotional reaction. Uh, I think that they, well, I, the quality of the products, I don't think is as good as what uh, the iPhone quality is. But so it's not just perceived cheapness. They are cheap, but they're not as cheap as as what I think that. You know, when consumers go out to buy something and they're price conscious, they look at, uh, okay, you know, I can get two of these Motorola's for $50 and I can, you know, an iPhone is going to cost me $200. Uh, So, yeah, I'll take those two Motorola's. That might explain a lot. We'll have Mm. much more to explain when we bring them back in our next segment. We have Jim Dalrymple of The Loop. And to see The Loop, you got to go to loopinsight.com because the guy who has loop.com wants like $12 million to sell it. We won't get into that. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. We are the premier independent talk radio network. The Genesis Communications Network. GCN. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. If you'd like to listen to GCN programs on the go, I have great news. GCN has created a Droid and iPhone application, and it's free. Just as easy as going to GCNlive.com, click on the banner, and download. Before you know it, you'll be listening to your favorite hard-hitting GCN shows, live or on demand, right on your Droid or iPhone, 24-7 and on the go. So download the Droid and iPhone app free by clicking on the banner at GCNlive.com. Thanks again for listening to GCNlive.com. Again, that's GCNlive.com. Hi, this this is Ted Anderson. Have you ever wondered why banks, stockbrokers, investment advisors won't talk about gold IRAs? They've been available since 1986, yet the financial industry won't recognize the value of gold for your retirement. Gold has outperformed paper investments, yet no word about IRAs. If you would like to have gold for your retirement, call 800-686-2237. Don't get left behind by rising inflation and low returns. Call 800-686-2237. Secure your future and call 1-800-686-2237. 
It's no secret that silver is one of the oldest known natural antibiotics, but the mainstream media will never tell we the people this information. Why? Many drug companies and politicians have dangerous alliances that manipulate the way we live by prescribing drugs that only manage disease, keeping us dependent on big pharma. And with Obamacare at our doorstep, we are now forced into a system that many of us do not want any part of. And no man or government has the right to dictate how we as free people choose to take care of our health. The patriots at utopiasilver.com hold this truth dear. Colloidal and ionic silver supplements from utopiasilver.com open the door to a whole new world of natural healing for the body and the mind. Visit utopiasilver.com and discover the safe and effective health benefits of colloidal and ionic silver. Call 888-213-4338. 888-213-4338. And talk to the patriots at utopiasilver.com, a leading source of natural healing using colloidal silver, colloidal gold, minerals, vitamins, and herbs. Utopiasilver.com. Welcome back to the Tech Night Owl Live, where you never know what's going to happen next. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. So Jim Dalrymple of The Loop, is it still like $12 million to get the domain loop? Com? I haven't checked in quite a while, to be honest. Uh, but yeah, he, he, I don't know. I think when I first contacted him, he wanted like a hundred grand or something to buy it. So I just said, no, I'm, I don't think so. What can you say? You're not running around with uh, $12 million on the site. Yeah, that's right. You know, so no, not going to do that. <laughs> What I see, though, it seems to be owned by a company called Venture Technologies Group now, which advertises world television. I guess it's for a TV station or a TV network. Oh, well. Okay. I haven't looked at it in a while either. Well, I guess that company didn't buy it for a hundred grand. All right, who knows? Let's get back to what's going on here. So there's a survey. Is this from the NPD group, which points out that Apple is still number one in smartphone sales in the U.S. and exceeding its margins against Samsung? I'm sorry, Gene. I, I didn't understand. Okay, story out today about iPhone share of the market in the U.S. Yeah. Okay. And it's interesting because we get back to statistics and everything. Apple's iPhone now represents 42% of all smartphones owned in the U.S., according to NPD Group. And NPD Group, I think they're pretty straight shooters. They are. The market share of Samsung is 26%. Well, and there's there's two things that that shows. One, obviously, the uh, the iPhone is, is more popular in the U.S. And two, it shows that, that between the two of them, Apple and Samsung you know, really control the market. When what, people always say that Android phones are are more plentiful and have more market than than Apple's iOS phones. But what they're comparing is all Android phones against the iPhone. If you look at iOS versus Android, those are two software platforms. Yes, Android has more out there. But if you look at Apple versus one Android-based company, uh, 
like Samsung or Motorola, then chances are Apple will beat them in in that kind of a comparison. So there's all kinds of, of ways to look at, at these market share numbers. But MPD is a, pr- a pretty good source, always has been pretty straightforward. But you're looking here that only Apple and Samsung had gains. Motorola lost. LG, well, they had a slight gain, minuscule. HTC lost. BlackBerry lost a lot. Other lost. So basically, Samsung and Apple gained at the loss of all these other companies. Apple gaining a higher percentage. Yeah. Looking at this, all right, I would think Motorola has done some smart things, I think, by having these cheap unlocked phones, but people aren't buying. LG, a little bit of gain. HTC is collapsing. BlackBerry is collapsing. So what do these other companies do? Well, I I don't know that there's a lot that they can do at this point. Um, you know, look at, look at Microsoft. Microsoft has, has lost the battle. Uh, they lost the battle before they, they even, uh, get started. And, and then you, you look at, um, you know, LG is a company I actually feel bad for, or not LG, uh, HTC, a uh, company I actually feel bad for, uh, because I think that they, they set out to make some, some good products, but they just got swallowed and, and you know, they, they started losing money and the slide just continued and continued. So yeah, I felt bad for them. People that, that have HTC phones really seem to like them, but you know, it's hard to, to compete with somebody like Samsung. They don't have the marketing dollars to put into it. That's a big thing. And remember, when it comes to large Korean consumer electronics makers, Samsung and LG are pretty big companies. Both are. Yeah, yeah. But then HTC is this much smaller player. Well, HTC is a smaller player, yeah. And, and I think that they were hoping with Android that, you know, they could they could get their, their phones out there in, in a bigger way. Uh, but Samsung just kind of, you know, took over that whole market. And I, I dare say that, that Samsung is probably the only profitable uh, Android handset maker. I, I, I don't think anybody else is really making any significant amount of money. Well, that's the big thing here. Other than Apple and Samsung, really nobody's making money from smartphones. No. I mean, you know, Nokia had the lead in, in well, at one point, smartphones early, uh, when they were early. But uh, Nokia's lead was, was always with feature phones. In other words, you know, the flip phones that don't really do anything besides make a phone call. That was Nokia's bit right there. You know, they, they owned that market. And, you know, when things started to move to smartphones, Nokia get left behind. You know, that's who Microsoft ended up partnering with. And, uh, you know, that didn't really do them much good either. So now they get the Nokia handset division for a song or right. a dance, depending on your point of view. <laughs> but now we got to look at Microsoft here. Alan Malawi says he's not going to join Microsoft. But remember, he's 68. I mean, I understand the age of 68, but, you know, he's somebody who went from the aeronautic industry to cars, and he's doing well at Ford. Ford's doing pretty well, except for its partnership with Microsoft and my Ford Touch isn't so good, but all right. He's not going to take it. 
when that announcement was made, Microsoft stock went down, Ford stock went up. Right. Okay. Some people are saying Stephen Elop, the guy from Microsoft who went to Nokia and watched it become a nightmare, a disaster. Yeah. Selling it back to Microsoft at fire sale prices. They're talking of him. I don't see that. Now the head of Sony Ericsson. They're talking about him joining. I think it's going to be hard because Bill Gates is basically heading the selection committee. So if the person doesn't pass muster from Gates, and Gates is going to want basically whatever's there that Microsoft has done to continue. So how is this going to work? Well, that's a very good question. I mean, whoever takes over as CEO from, from Microsoft, first, I don't think they'll last very long. I think that they'll last less than two years. Um, and then because there, there's a lot of changes that have to be made at Microsoft, really. I, I don't think that the people that, that have the brains to think about where Microsoft should go, I don't think that they're allowed to do that. You know, I, I, I think that Microsoft needs to allow those people to come up with the ideas to, to be able to pull the company forward. And to this point, that's, that's not what's happening. The ideas uh, are being generated by the marketing people. Steve well, Ballmer's a salesman. He's not a techno whiz. He's not yeah. a product person. Ballmer said himself, um, my question has always been, how do I make money from this? Well, that's the that's wrong question to ask, you know, because then you're, you're making cheap products. You know, that's because if you want to make money, you have to make cheap products so that... Um, you can sell them cheap and capture the market. And, you know, that's how those kind of questions, that's how the person would think. Apple thinks in a totally different way. They think in, uh, let's make a great product. And that's what they do. The money follows. Apple has every thought and every intention that they will make a gazillion dollars off of the products that they release. But, but unfortunately, with the stuff... That Microsoft does, it's all about how many units they can sell. But the problem is here, if it doesn't sell, they'll stick all sorts of money into something that seems to be a losing proposition to see if it's going to work. More to come. We have Jim Dalrymple of The Loop at LoopInsight.com. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that too in Graphic Converter. Also print catalogs. Convert from so many formats i can't even list them download now to see if graphic converter is good for you like one and a half million other users guess what you could save money when you buy graphic converter use the coupon code night owl use the coupon code night owl to get a special price for graphic converter go to lemkesoft.com that's l-e-m-k-e soft.com lemkesoft.com l-e-m-k-e soft.com 
Do you know how much the dollar has lost in its value against other currencies in the last 90 days? Ever think about how inflation will change your life, your savings, your retirement plans? Remember inflation in Zimbabwe, Argentina, the Weimar Republic? Put another way, who cares if your investments go up 10% but you lose 40% of your purchasing power? Gold is the only monetary asset as no one else's liability. Gold still buys the same amount of stuff it always did. Gold does not require trust in a third party. You can possess it in your hand. You can take it with you. Gold is real money. Gold is honest money. My name is Daniel Larson from Midas Resources. To find out how you can protect your savings and roll over your IRA funds into precious metals accounts, please call me at 800-686-2237, extension 134. That's 800-686-2237, extension 134. 800-686-2237, extension 134. Big business has discovered the preparedness market, and that makes it difficult to know where to go and who to trust. MyPatriotSupply.com is owned and operated by patriots just like you. Has the best prices on storable food, non-GMO seeds, water filtration devices, home canning equipment, survival and self-reliance books, and more. MyPatriotSupply.com has old-fashioned values and the absolute best customer service in the industry. Look for the deal of the day, unique affordable survival supplies that fit anyone's budget. Get same-day shipping on all orders and free shipping on orders over $49. Call 866-229-0927, 866-229-0927, or visit MyPatriotSupply.com for emergency preparedness, self-reliance, and food independence. Shop with a name you know and a name you can trust. Before it's time to survive, it's time to prepare. MyPatriotSupply.com. It's no secret that silver is one of the oldest known natural antibiotics, but the mainstream media will never tell we the people this information. Why? Many drug companies and politicians have dangerous alliances that manipulate the way we live by prescribing drugs that only manage disease, keeping us dependent on big pharma. And with Obamacare at our doorstep, we are now forced into a system that many of us do not want any part of. And no man or government has the right to dictate how we as free people choose to take care of our health. The patriots at utopiasilver.com hold this truth dear. Colloidal and ionic silver supplements from utopiasilver.com open the door to a whole new world of natural healing for the body and the mind. Visit utopiasilver.com and discover the safe and effective health benefits of colloidal and ionic silver. Call 888-213-4338. 888-213-4338. And talk to the patriots at utopiasilver.com, a leading source of natural healing using colloidal silver, colloidal gold, minerals, vitamins, and herbs. utopiasilver.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Tech Night Owl Live, please send it to news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. If you'd like to discuss today's show with fellow Night Owls, visit our community forums at forum.technightowl.com. That's forum.technightowl.com. On the Tech Night Out Live, we've got Jim Dalrymple of The Loop at loopinsight.com looking into who or whom might be selected as CEO of Microsoft. Would it be a caretaker? What? At this point, maybe Bill Gates should just get back in the rain in the scheme of things. I don't think he wants to, and there's no reason that he should have to. I mean, if if Microsoft wants a strong CEO 
then they should go get a strong CEO and and stop with, you know, they don't need a corporate America CEO. What they need is somebody that's going to be able to to continue to make them profits. But I think bigger than that, somebody that has some vision or at least get somebody that has some vision uh, so that they can, you know, make some cool products at Microsoft because Ballmer doesn't have vision. I mean, he hasn't done anything, really. Most of you look back over the last decade with the things that Ballmer has has introduced, they've been complete flops. And as far as I'm concerned, the only decent product that Microsoft has is Xbox. And unfortunately, from, you know, everything that you hear, uh, that's losing money for them. Well, even in areas where Xbox has made some money, if you count all the billions that Microsoft invested in it, didn't go anywhere. But Microsoft also wants to be Google. They've got Bing, the search engine. They're even powering Yahoo's search engine. But Yahoo seems to be taken off again. They're doing things that are nice. Now, see, there's the difference. Uh, you look at Yahoo. I, I have a tremendous amount of confidence in Marissa Mayer. I really do. I, I think that she she can do some great things at Yahoo. I I don't know that... Microsoft has the guts to bring in somebody like Marissa and give them the power to make some decisions. Now, when you look at, you know, this new Yahoo tech site, I, I don't think that's very good. Yeah, I, I think Yahoo had an opportunity to to really change the way that, you know, big organizations do news. And design-wise, I, I think that they failed badly. Well, of course, the person in charge of that, isn't that David Pogue? Yes. It's okay, so is that something that he's to be blamed for, or is he just working within the structure they gave him? Yeah, that, see, that's a good question. I don't know. But I, I just think it, it was horrible. I haven't paid attention to it. Now, looking at new sites, of course, we have the site formerly known as All Things D, which is now called Recode. And I'm kind of looking at this thing, and I... The name doesn't make much sense to me. It is basically All Things D revisited, which is Kara Swisher and Walt Mossberg. Right. The same people. Meantime, Wall Street Journal, which owned All Things D, they came out with a new tech site. Nah, that doesn't look like much. So what we have here is somebody who made a good deal, a couple of people who made a really good deal to move All Things D to another company, a new name, everything like that. Financially, it was probably very rewarding. So in his golden years, Walt Mossberg's going to be a really rich man. But how does the public benefit from any of that? Well, I mean, if you look at the stories that, uh, that especially Kara and, and the group of writers that, that they have there, they they do get a lot of scoops, you know? So I think that if you look at, at the news that Kara does, and I'll, I'll just, uh, I, I Walt doesn't really do a whole lot of, of news stuff, not like Kara. Kara's got some, some great um, sources. She's, she's a great writer. And I think, you know, we all kind of benefit from, 
from that. You know, when you have great writers and, and great people, you know, I, I'm glad to see that it, it is going so well for them. But it was basically a money thing, right? Well, um, to, to move to NBC, I, I think it it's a money thing. It's, uh, you know, it, it's unfortunate they lost the brand, you know? Uh, they lost the All Things D brand, uh, and now they're recode. Uh, but they worked long and hard to build up that brand, so that part's unfortunate. Well, I think the situation here was that WSJ and News Corporation owned it. Basically, Rupert Murdoch owned it. Right, yeah. Now the question is, you know, what is he going to do with it? Because now the Wall Street Journal owns it, so are they just going to leave it? Well, right now it looks like they have a generic tech section. So if you go to allthingsd.com, it takes you to a generic technology place called online.wsj.com. And it's just tech news. Yeah. There's nothing distinctive about it. It's just part of the branding of the site. Yeah. Well, sure. I, I hadn't even gone to All Things D since it since uh, Recode started. So, and I'll tell you what. This is the first time on the air, and yeah. I won't visit it again. I don't see anything there that is particularly compelling. Maybe I'll check out an article here and there if there's something interesting said. But otherwise, no. No. No, nothing there for me. At least retain the brand with new people. I don't understand why all you're doing is destroying that brand by redirecting it to a generic site. Well, you know, it's it's the Wall Street Journal news. They they probably feel that that's better. <laughs> for me, no, no, not so much. What can I tell you? There you go. Let's talk something else here. So when... Apple was found guilty of this ebook price fixing. The judge sets up a compliance monitor. Mm. And I think here of the TV show The Good Wife. And it's one of the best shows on TV. It's for adults, it's not for kids. It is funny, it is serious, yep. it is sad. Every performer there is worth an Emmy. So you have this legal firm. That's one of the focal points of the drama. And they go bankrupt. So they are given a compliance monitor, someone to run things, and he is Nathan Lane. Yeah. Okay, so Nathan Lane is running it, and he still shows up every so often. Now he's joined this rival firm as a lawyer. But the point being here is, when I saw this article about Apple and the government compliance monitor... I said they got themselves a Nathan Lane there. Yeah, you're, I, I never thought of it like that, but you're pretty much right. Yeah, because at one point, Nathan Lane was a bankruptcy uh, overseer in the show. Uh, and he, he was, was poking into everything. Everything. He was pretty brutal at times, too. You know, it was it was pretty good. But Apple feels that the, the overseer overstepped their bounds. And we're going to have to find out why in a moment, what their problem is with this guy. And he's not Nathan Lane. We have Jim Dalrymple of The Loop joins us. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. Twenty years of truly dangerous broadcasting. Man Cow. 
If you want to get your website online and you need reliable service, first-class service at the lowest possible price, there's only one place to go. Well, DreamHost has a special promotion with our show where they'll offer you unlimited disk space, unlimited bandwidth, one-click web apps such as WordPress, 24-7 support. You can save over $55. You want to know how? Go to DreamHost.com radio, DreamHost.com radio. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Great news, pure water lovers. BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com has a special discount offer for all GCN listeners. You can't do better than a Big Berkey for economy. For only 1.7 cents a gallon, a single set of filters can last for 5 to 10 years. There's none better than a Big Berkey for emergency preparedness as a backup water source. And you just can't beat a Big Berkey to remove dangerous chlorine, all types of fluoride, pathogenic bacteria, cysts, parasites, and unhealthy bodies products from municipal water. Berkey water filter systems are even powerful enough to purify stagnant pond water. For the gold standard in water filters, get a Big Berkey at BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com and all GCN listeners get 5% off all ceramic filter systems. For details, call 1-877-99-BERKEY. That's 877-99-BERKEY. Big Berkey Water Filters for the love of clean water. To thank you for being a loyal listener, we have a limited-time freebie offer for you. Claim your free heirloom tomato seeds, just pay shipping, right now at 123freeseeds.com. These aren't ordinary seeds. These are heirloom, non-genetically modified super seeds that are open-pollinated and can be grown, harvested, and replanted endlessly. These survival seeds are actually more valuable than gold in a crisis. Go to 123freeseeds.com and you can get an airtight storage packet of 150 super seeds free while supplies last to say thank you for being a loyal listener. First come, first served. Just cover shipping. Go to 123freeseeds.com now to see if your free heirloom seeds are still available. That's 123freeseeds.com. These days, so many suffer from heartburn, stomach ulcers, and acid reflux, and most never realize it is the high acidity within the body that causes their discomfort. While selective diet choices can help, AlkaVision Plasma pH drops can really make a change. A few drops added to water can optimize your body's pH level, ridding you of harmful waste and acid, promoting health and restoring vibrance and energy. Healthy pH levels make all the difference. High acidity can also cause depression, insomnia, and irritability. 
AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops bring you vital balance that can be truly life-changing. Alkalizing boosts immune response, reduces headaches and cramping, and even helps prevent bone loss. This is simple science that helps your body do what's natural. Order your AlkaVision pH Drops for just $29.95 at AlkaVision.com, A-L-K-A-Vision.com, or call 800-518-7615. Alkalize your body, supercharge your health at AlkaVision.com. What are you listening to? The Tech Night Isle Live with Gene Steinberg. What's going to happen next? You never know. So we have this government court appointed compliance monitor. Yes, come in there, make sure Apple is not messing up ebook pricing, which is the whole thing. It's all about ebook pricing, but their complaint is this guy is poking into every aspect of their business. Right. And uh, expects which, the executives to be at his beck and call. He's nosing around, at least what they say, and they don't like it. Right. And and you can understand that from Apple's point of view because according to uh the court documents, this guy has a mandate and he has to to do what the court tells him to do. So Apple has to work with him to make sure that that he fulfills his mandate. Apple's point is that this guy is going firm beyond past what the court says that he's allowed to do and that executives are not going to be made available. And, you know, I I, I agree with them. I mean, there there's a, a point for having a court appointed overseer and to make sure that Apple's not doing anything untoward with, uh, with ebook pricing, but that doesn't give them the right to, to poke in other areas of the business. You know, he can't, he can't do that. As far as I know, I mean, he, he's allowed to do, you know, what he does and that's it. What he's, what the court says he can do. So, yeah, the it's, argument it's being that he's overstepping his bounds. That's what they're complaining about. Right. And I don't know the truth. You can only see what Apple claims in their court filings. And you can see that the court says, no, we're not going to change it. So Apple, of course, will appeal. But right. what this does is it adds to the scope of their appeal with regard to this case. It's not just the verdict now. It's this compliance guy. Well, I, and what are you going to do? with this compliance guy. <sighs> That's what I wonder. I mean, wouldn't it be enough if Apple provides certification with the option of sending somebody in there to review what's going on? Why do you have to have somebody on site? Well, yeah. And why do you need to see this information? And, you know, yeah, I, I would, I would really like to know that, that stuff, but you know, chances are we won't. I don't think anything's going to change until or unless appeals court review changes anything. Right. That's it. And maybe Apple will use this as another example of reversible error that, all right, they're going to amend their filing maybe and say, well, this person is overstepping their bounds and this has become a witch hunt and we can't have that kind of thing. Is that fair? You know, I, I think that this whole process is probably going to 
play out over the next months. But I, I think that if you're even if the court has found you guilty of something like they did with Apple, whether they're guilty or, or not uh, is another topic for discussion. But I, I think that the process has to be fair. You know, they, they went to court, they were found guilty, fair process, and now they uh, they have this person. That needs to be fair, too. And I don't know that it is at this point, but we'll see. I have a solution. Hire Nathan Lane. There you go. I would love to see Nathan take over. That guy is just a great character actor. I just think it'd be great. He really is. Right. All right. Let's move away from that. Let's move to some other issues here. Okay. First time we're having you here in 2014. What goodies do you expect Apple to deliver? Best stuff. What do you think? You think that the iPhone 6 is going to be a phablet, the bigger screen? What? No, there's yeah, there's so many things that could happen in 2014, you know, with with devices and will the the iphone be a phablet um you know they they i don't think that's all it will be i i think that if apple releases a larger screen iphone i think that there'll also be a smaller screen so you know it, it's not an either or i think it's going to be an and well the or could just be the existing iphone 5s well it could be could be. It depends on what new technologies um, they bring with, if they have a larger screen iPhone, is there going to be more than the larger screen? You know, and, and in that case, can they fit, uh, you know, those new technologies, whether it be Wi-Fi technologies or, or cell technologies, can they fit that into the smaller one too? If they can, I think they would, because that would end up being, you know, two models of, of a high-end phone a larger screen model and a smaller screen model, both with the same types of features. And the thing I wonder when you get to a larger phone, how large can you make it? Now, one of my neighbors came over the other day and he had a phablet, Samsung phablet. And that thing was positively humongous. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like that myself. I mean, I, I use my, my iPad for, for different things, especially when I travel. Um. I use my iPhone for something completely different, you know, whether I'm, I'm at home or whether I'm traveling. And those those things are, are pretty much the same, you know, wherever I go, phone calls and quickly catching up on, on Twitter and email messages and, and things like that. That's... That's what my phone is for. I like it to be able to to slip into my pocket comfortably. You know, I don't want to be walking around with this gigantic thing sticking out of my back pocket and then, you know, you sit on it and all that. I don't I don't want that. I want something that I can still fit into my pocket and and be comfortable, but still have all that usage. If it if it comes with a larger screen, then you know that's great. But it still has to be useful. Now, for a number of months, I had Samsung Galaxy smartphones, the most recent of which is the S4, which has a five-inch screen. Now, it's still pretty compact. I was able to get it into my pocket with difficulty. But the iPhone 5S is a much easier load for that pocket. I was thinking of moonlighting as a clown. But this guy has a pretty big back pocket. And therefore, I guess he didn't have much of a problem in getting the phablet there. 
but I just thought it was too big and ungainly. Yeah. It, it has to be useful. Uh, you know, I walk down the street with my, with my phone in my hand, cup of coffee in the other hand, and, you know, I'm, I'm doing things. I, I, I can't see using something that huge. So I don't know. We'll see. I, I, I can't imagine that Apple would, would release something, you know, on the same basis, the same way that Samsung does, because Samsung doesn't really care about the user as much as they, you know, try and release as many products as they can and, and see what becomes popular. I don't think the Curve TV will make it, Samsung. I'm sorry. <laughs> no Curve TV. I know they're very optimistic about the Curve TV. It's the rest of their life going to be depending on Curve TV, so I don't know. But also the thing about Apple is that if they make a larger screen, and it has to be, I expect, in proportion to existing screen sizes, it has to still not be too difficult for one-handed use. The point you're making, you know, you go to the Starbucks or the corner convenience store in one hand, you have your cup of coffee, your cup of Java. In the other hand, you have your iPhone. You're doing stuff. Now, with me, I don't think I want to do that because I'm afraid something will drop and not the coffee would be the other thing. So I won't do that. But, of course, you are more daring than I am. (laughs) All right, so you think then it's a fair chance that Apple's going to have a larger iPhone. Yeah, I, I, there's there's certainly a chance of that. I mean, people have expressed interest in that. And, you know, I, I, I don't think Apple is willing to ignore that segment of the market. But, you know, they they have to make it workable for, for people. I don't think everybody is going to want a larger screen iPhone. I think it will probably become the most popular iPhone. But there's still going to be a lot of people that would take the smaller one. And I think my wife would be among those. Yeah. Me, I don't know. I'll have to try it and see. We have one more segment to spend with our friend Jim Dalrymple of The Loop at LoopInsight.com. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. We are America's largest independently owned communications network, GCN. Neighbors, are you tired of dealing with a slow web hosting provider? Well, check out A2 Hosting and their screaming fast Swift server platform. They even have SSDs that load pages 300% faster than the competition. Ready to give your site a speed boost? Well, tell you what, neighbors, head on over to A2Hosting.com. That's A2, that's number two, a2hosting.com. Check out their Prime Hosting account. And get this, neighbors, they're even giving you an exclusive 25% off discount for all our listeners. 25%. And remember, their Guru Crew support team is standing by 24-7, 365 days a year to answer any of your questions. Now, to get the discount, use the coupon code Gene when you check out. This alert just came in. This special announcement is for business owners and leaders of organizations who've been waiting for the right time to build. 
General Steel has made it impossible to wait any longer with rock-bottom prices that could save you thousands. That's right. General Steel, America's leader in pre-engineered structures, is offering buildings at prices you will never see again. Don't miss these prices. A 50 by 100 for under $30,000. You heard right. That's 5,000 square feet under $30,000. Manufacturers, if you need a larger building, try a 100 by 100 commercial building for $129,000. You can't afford to rent with these prices. Imagine a 70 by 100 foot church building for under $69,000. With the economy improving and interest rates still at historic lows, you can't afford to wait. So call 866-91-STEEL. Lock in your price now. Take delivery in spring. 866-91-STEEL. That's 866-917-8335. Do you owe the IRS money that you can't pay? Are tax liens and levies ruining your life? Are you tired of being afraid just to go to the mailbox? If this describes you, then Dan Pilla can help. Hi, I'm Dan Pilla, and I've been solving tax problems for more than 30 years. In fact, I wrote the book that made it possible to negotiate settlements with the IRS, and I've helped thousands of people do exactly that. Call now at 800-346-6829 to learn how I can help you. You know your IRS debt will not go away by itself, but you don't have to live in fear anymore. New changes to IRS policies will help more people than ever before eliminate their debts once and for all. There's no need for you to suffer another day with IRS debt. Call 800-346-6829. I can help you eliminate wage and bank levies, release tax liens, and negotiate a settlement with the IRS that will put your tax nightmare behind you forever. Call 800-34-NO-TAX or go to my website, TaxHelpOnline.com. That's TaxHelpOnline.com. A little over a year ago, I began to do a lot of research into why, even though I had a pretty good-sized meal, that I was still starving. And my research led me to a well-known fact that most of the soils that we grow our crops on here in the United States and across the industrialized world are almost completely depleted of almost all of the key minerals and trace elements that our bodies need to rebuild themselves, fight off cancer, and be healthy. I then searched out the best vitamin and mineral company out there and discovered Longevity. The Longevity products are designed to give you the real nutrition you need, and once you've got that, you don't have to eat as much to be satisfied. I've lost 37 pounds in two months simply getting the vitamins and minerals I need. Check it out for yourself. It's incredible. Go to InfoWarsTeam.com today and order your first canister of Beyond Tangy Tangerine Complete Multivitamin Mineral Complex Dietary Supplement. That's InfoWarsTeam.com. You're listening to The Tech Night Owl live with Gene Steinberg. You never know what's going to happen next. Here on The Tech Night Owl live, Jim Dalrymple of the Loop at LoopInside.com speculating on whether Apple makes a larger iPhone. What about the iPad Pro? You're talking of 12.9 inches. What's your take on that? It's another interesting one. Uh, you know, you look at at people that could use an iPad Pro, and you know, I think everybody probably could use it. Um, but I think that there's certain segments of the market that would love to have something like that. Um, you know, designers would would love that. Um, people that that take a, a mobile device to the office and back again, I think would love to have something like that. 
I would like to have it. Audio people would like to have it. You, you know, video people. There's there's all kinds of segments that could benefit from something like an iPad Pro. Uh, of course, a lot of that depends on power. You know, uh, can Apple make it powerful enough so that people can use photography applications and video applications in a way that would make sense? Um, and how long would the battery last? You know, that's that's another big issue, especially if you have a retina display. And there's there's a lot of questions to be to be answered. But, you know, there, there's certainly a lot of people that could use it. All right. Does it become the ultimate notebook replacement? We don't think and I'm sure you'll agree with me that this becomes a convertible. Although I wonder, can you make an iPad? No, you couldn't do that either. It would run OS 10. This is going to be iOS. So is this the way to make iOS a more productive thing? And what do you do about the keyboard? Do you do it the same way they're doing it now, which is something that sticks onto the case or something that you mate with by Bluetooth that's standalone? Yeah, I think ultimately the any kind of a, an iPad has to be mobile. It has to be portable. That's that's what this this thing is for. You know, there there are there are different things that you can do with with a pro machine that, that your your original question was is this the the convertible and i i don't see one particular model of an ipad being that i see the whole um market as being that you know so the whole ipad line is the convertible portion you think so. here, this is meant to be a product that is designed for some of the functions people reserve for traditional personal computers as just one step, one nail in their coffin. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, the, the PC overall PC market went down, what, 7%? Uh, and Apple grew 28%, I think, in, in uh, with their Macs. That was the Gartner survey. Yeah. But then we had IDC that said, it went down, so I don't know what I can say about uh, yeah. that. Yeah, then a pretty big uh, numbers difference. Anyway, I think that the overall, you know, whether you're talking Apple or other companies, overall the PC market is going down, and portable devices are going up. I don't, I don't think anybody could really argue that point. I think that's what's happening. Um, and when you look at why people might not switch to an iPad, I really think it comes down to doing what they needed to do. You know, the iPad for you and I as as tech people, maybe it does what we needed to do, and we're okay with using this little keyboard, and we're okay with using the touchscreen. But, you know, there's a lot of people that aren't. Speak and I, for yourself, Jim, really. <laughs> I can't do it. My wife loves her iPad, but I can't do it. I, I love have to it. have yeah. the big screen. I've got to have the traditional Mac audio editing and word processing and desktop publishing software. I've got to have a standard keyboard. See? I cannot do that on iPad. I use the iPhone for a lot. You know, I've gotten pretty good about doing a paragraph or two of text on an iPhone to send a message. It's always next to be at night. But, but there see, are still times where I'm going to run into my office area and do the stuff on my Mac. 
when I come downstairs to record audio and to to edit audio, I open up Pro Tools and I start editing audio. And that's what I was saying earlier about power. Uh, you know, can can Apple make these machines powerful enough to be able to run for run the software for for videographers and for photographers and audio people? You know, for you, it's not there yet. For me, for audio, not there yet. Can I write stories and and post on an iPad? Yes. Yeah, sure, I can do that. And I have an external keyboard, so um, it's very easy for me to do that. I, I put the iPad in my, my Zag uh, folio with nice keyboard, backlit, and away I go. I just type like crazy, and, you know, the iPad uh, takes everything in. So... For me, that section is is done. I can I can write, and that's my job. That's a big majority of what I need to be able to do. If Apple could make it so that I could edit audio and do a good job with that and be able to share that audio back with my Mac, uh, that would be a huge step for me. I'm not there yet with audio. No, I can't see it for me yet. Now, fast question. When you're editing text on... An iPad. You're using WordPress for your site or what? WordPress, yes. Okay. And by the way, WordPress, the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal uses it. Everybody uses WordPress. Okay. So that there is a iOS app that lets you write stuff in WordPress. That's fairly decent. I know the developer. And it's a pretty decent app. So I could see maybe what I do now, though, with WordPress on my iPhone or Mrs. Steinberg's iPad I might go back and read an article and do some minor editing, but I don't right. start from scratch. I'm not ready for that yet. Maybe someday. I'll tell you what, what I do. I may start writing on my computer, and I use ByWord, and then I'll go to my iPad on ByWord. That document is, is still available in iCloud, and I open it up, and I continue writing on my iPad. Then I can go back to my computer. That's what I like about this. But I mean, that, having your data available anywhere you are, that's the promise that we want. You know, that's that's what we want right there. That's what iWork is all about. The fact that you can take pages, start your document, it, pick it, it up is. on your iPhone, your iPad, or in the cloud on a PC. It's the same document with basically the same features. This is where Apple has destroyed Microsoft because you yeah. can't do that with Word. They're trying to do that with the Surface tablet, but Word and Office, they're not made for touch screens they nope. are totally disasters and and you know this gets right back to what we were talking about earlier with uh with microsoft i don't think that they have really done anything worthwhile in a decade they missed the whole office on ipad opportunity and they may not see it as an opportunity clearly they didn't or they would have they would have put a version out but it's just silly silly so where does Microsoft go? We go back to the same thing. Will Microsoft's leadership, the board of directors, Bill Gates, etc., will they allow someone to come in there and say, these decisions don't work, we've got to throw this out. We've got to undo the merger with Nokia. But it's not going to happen. No. What about all these new strategies that Bomber introduced before he decided to step down or was urged to step down? You think he was urged to step down, right? I do. Yeah, because he's he can't do anything. He's incompetent. He's a billionaire who's incompetent. Yep. How you like that? Jim Dalrymple of The Loop. Tell our listeners where they can find more of your stuff. You can find me at loopinsight.com 
or Jay Dalrymple on Twitter. And by the way, speaking of Twitter, you can find us there too. We're known as Tech Night Owl. We're Tech Night Owl on Twitter. You can also go to technightowl.com. That's our web portal. All sorts of good things are happening. And speaking of good things, we have another radio show about UFOs and things that go bump in the night. And this week we're featuring a guy named Ryan Skinner. And he spent a lot of time in Utah checking out the Sherman Ranch. He has a book out called Skinwalker Ranch. He's looking for those skinwalker creatures. Paracast.com, Paracast.com. No shapeshifters on this show. On the Tech Night Out Live, I'm not a shapeshifter. Jim Dalrymple, you're not either. Thank you for joining us on the show. Thanks a lot, Gene. The Tech Night Owl Live is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. We'll be back next week. Same bad time, same bad channel.